The following episode of the movie podcast was recorded on January 25th. Before beginning this week's episode, we at the movie podcast want to take a moment to recognize the tragic loss of Kobe Bryant. What Kobe did to transcend the game of basketball on and off the court is nothing short of legendary. He will be missed by millions. Rest in peace, Mamba. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Movie Podcast. My name is Daniel. I am one of your hosts today. Alongside me is Shay. Hey. Oh, God. Again, <laughs> I didn't, his voice. I didn't like that one. I'll be honest. Want to do it again? Again, yeah. In here is Shay. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Movie Podcast. And Anthony. Hi, everyone. How are you guys doing today? I think I'm the most hated on the show. Like, the I, viewers, when, when they know that I'm on, they're like, yeah. Well, I mean, you're on every week, though. <laughs> I mean, whenever our, I, I thought I was a guest, our, uh, yeah, like no, our, no, a recurring guest, a, recurring a guest, guest that we can't get our rid of. Listens go down. Somehow they do. They do. Yes, it's. I a, thought it was when you host. They like no. When I host, they, they go up. I don't know why. When you host, they don't post. That's, that's, La- what, last, oh, shoot, la- that's what the rhyme. Is. When you host, they don't post. Last they episode post. was the highest listened episode in human history but also the most disliked episode <laughs> it's, you know it's a soul for a soul it's a soul for a soul eye for an eye this is the movie podcast and every week you could catch us talking about everything going on in the movie world including our reviews of shows the biggest news stories that week and what we're watching and usually a topic of the show today we're going to be talking about our favorite sport movies so we'll save that for later in the show welcome sports fans this is uh shay's most hated topic because he doesn't watch sports i I watch sports i watch basketball i just don't watch uh, what do you watch again concussion ball no uh, concussion ball yeah football Football? yeah or american football american football i I watch the real football no i don't watch the football (laughs) i don't watch uh we have a bunch of write-in uh uh, suggestions and quotes from your favorite sports movies so we will get to those as well too later in the episode stay tuned sports fans uh stay tuned for that and if you want to write in and be part of the show just like all of our amazing fans did in this episode Go to thistimewith.com slash talk, and you could talk to us there. Um, also, if you have a chance, please rate us and leave us a, uh, a review Sorry, on Apple Podcasts. We just hit our 50th five-star review. 50th. We just hit it this week, so at almost a year. Is it just, are we changing all of the songs today to <laughs> yeah. sports when, ones? When we go to news, it should be very, like... Sports like? Do you have an organ, Daniel? I I don't have one on. <laughs> Pull it out of that closet right there. I know you got an organ. I used in there. to have a really big organ in my basement in my other house. I have a couple organs inside my body. Yeah, we, have, we have organs <laughs> inside of us. But yeah, we just hit our fiftieth review uh, on Apple Podcasts. So if good. you could leave us a rating there and a review, let us know if you enjoy listening to the show. That means a lot to us, and it really helps with letting the show grow as well too. Yeah. Also, what you like to see? Yeah, let us know. Uh, special announcement as well. So next week's episode, we will be talking about, of course, all of the Super Bowl trailers that released. That's why we're talking about our favorite sports movies today. But next week's episode will also be our Oscar prediction episode. Ooh. So we will our pro- our topic of the show next week will literally be going through all of the Oscar categories and weighing in, and we're going to have a literally each of us have a ballot, and we're going to see who could get the most wins come Oscar Day. But what do we be- get, Daniel? What do we get? We'll figure something out. We'll give something out. But you can be part of this process as well. So if you go to there's a new website today, <gasps> just for the the next few weeks, this time with dot com slash. Oscars. Ooh, what was that again? This time with dot com slash 
Oscars. And Oscars is spelled the traditional way? Yeah, not not the French way. Not the French or the German way, right? Oscars with an S at the end. Uh, You're going to go to that website. You're going to choose who you think is going to win Best Picture. We're not asking you to vote on everything. Just Best Picture. Tell us your name. Tell us why you think they're going to win. If you want to, it's optional. And then submit it. We really want to see. I feel like it's very open this year. Like, it could go... We don't really have a clear winner this year do you yeah, guys feel the same yeah there's quite a it's, bit of it seems movies. like it can go a lot of ways yeah so it's going to be really interesting so yeah next week we'll be reading everybody's predictions on who they think the win we'll also be reading out our own predictions so definitely check out our website this time slash oscars to vote in there i wish that was an actual like full-time website we'll we'll figure out what we'll do with like it it's just the list of all our oscar wins all of our wins yeah so it'll just be a blank white page <laughs> And it will say zero as of 2020. But this is the thing. We haven't lost yet, technically. We're batting 100% right now. That's true. We're batting 100. Ooh, money ball, eh? See? See? Yeah, of the we's thinking. Spoiler for what we're talking about later. Spoiler. So, yes, later on in today's episode, sports movies. Until then, let's get into the news. Very good. That that sounds pretty sporty, though. I felt... I think it Shay was, was aggressive, though. Shay was late to that one. No, Shay, Shay I was on time. Shay made it right on time, but he came. He attacked it hard. Yeah, you know? I came at it as if it was a. You got to go. You got to go for the four check, you know. But you got to make sure you're back checking. See, as well. I was right at the. I was at the half court. Yeah, and I shot it. And you went, guess what? Touchdown. You went for the the hail mary <laughs> on par shot. What some would some would say it was a fumble. Speaking of shots, Bambi remake oh, in the God. works <laughs> with Captain Marvel and Chaos Walking Riders. <laughs> what a what did you think of that transition? That's that was a great, great segue. That was a great. That was segue, an Anthony right? transition. I it say. was right. It was. This is coming from, of course, Boris Kit and Mia Galupo of the Hollywood Reporter. They are saying in the latest movie to turn into an animated classic, Disney has set its sights on the most storied <laughs> Bambi. The studio has hired Geneva Robertson Dwartz, she's a writer of Captain Marvel and uh, Tomb Raider, and Lindsay Beer, she wrote Sarah Burgess is a Loser and Chaos Walking to pen the script and screenplay for the live-action remake. Depth of Field is the production banner run by Chris and Paul Weitz and Andrew Milano, which is coming off the success of the indie darling The Farewell and will produce a new iteration. Depth of Field is also already in the works working on the live-action Pinocchio movie, which is going to be directed by Robert Zemeckis. Guys, we have our latest Disney live-action movie announced. So last year, we had so many of them. We had Lion King, we had Aladdin, Maleficent, Dumbo. Um, I feel like I'm missing one from last year. Because uh, I, think, I think we had five last year, right? Wait. No, I think that's it. It was just, those were the ones. Those were the major ones, right? Okay. Yeah, so we had a bunch last year. We had four. Now we have our next one. This is probably going to be coming out in the next few years. Of all movies, did you suspect Bambi is going to get this treatment? No. I mean, I I expect all of them to get it. But Bambi? But did I want it? That's the story here, Daniel. So rumor is this is going to get the same treatment as like Jungle Book and Lion King. So it's going to be super hyper realistic. Mm. But this one doesn't involve any any real people. No. Except the hunter. Except the hunter. So it's more than Lion King if you think about it. Yeah. Uh, The other one we're missing from last year was the Disney Plus Lady and the Tramp. So still live action remake. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that was right to Disney Plus. Um, yeah, this is interesting. This is an interesting choice for sure for them to go. You know, Bambi is probably, it's one of the earliest Disney animated films. They don't want to make a Snow White. 
That's crazy because Snow White is such a popular. Well, that was their first animated, yeah. right? So I'm yeah. sure they're saving that one. They're saving for that what? one. Something. For like an they up and the, coming They got to get those uh, live action dwarfs. Um, dwarfs out yeah. there. Yeah. Do you think they'll. <laughs> yeah, I wonder. I wonder what they'll do with that. Yeah, Snow White. We've gotten Cinderella. I, at this point, though, I would love to see sequels to these. Like, as much as, like, as much as Disney is in the best position to literally do whatever they want because they have so much money to make original movies again. I would love to see them work on a lot a, a sequel to Aladdin or a sequel to Cinderella instead of just kind of doing these one-off movies. You know what I mean? What do you guys think? Would you, would you guys want to see sequels to those movies or not really? No, not really. No, I would like to see more original content from Disney. Yeah. Cause they have the money to do it. Right? Yeah. They have the money to do it. They have the talent to do it. Right. They have all these writers. They have all these directors at like their whim. So why aren't they making original content and spending all? It just it all it feeds into the I- ideology of Disney is only making movies to make money, right? And I don't think that's something they want on their reputation. Reputation as as the like, I know of their like company, yes, right? we all want to make money, but like. Not don't what, don't you want to yeah. be like timeless? Don't you want to have like some sort of timeless quality right. to you? Right, for sure. Instead of just oh, I'm gonna make this live action movie so I can make more money and more money. But you're not making original content. So you, in 30 years, 40 years from now, what are you what are you gonna have? Like three, four, five Bambies, right? Remakes. So it's a lot of it's a lot of dead deer. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, pretty much the same thing as Anthony here. I I. The the ones that came out already, like these remakes, yeah, they really haven't been that great. I mean, yes, Jungle Book is the exception, but even when I think back to it, how often am I watching Jungle Book? Right. Animated or the live action one that yeah. came out? Not often. So the way I look at it is I don't want to see sequels to them because the originals aren't even that amazing or groundbreaking other than you know, you mean technology the, wise. Like the live action sorry, remakes, sorry yes, yeah. the, the live action originals right. is what I mean, sorry. I don't want to see sequels to them because I'm not even really watching the right. ones that came out. Yeah, it's true. And I mean, like, part of these as well, too, is for them, to, I guess, to reintroduce these movies to new generations and stuff like that. It's crazy to think like Bambi was what, 1940? The first like Bambi out came out. So it's like 80 years ago at this point. So like I get them trying to keep these brands fresh and reintroduce them to younger audiences. But again, Disney is in, is in a position to be able to create so much original content under different banners and everything like that as well. 42, too. So, yeah. 42. So yeah. So 78 years. So I could see this coming out in like two years and making it on the 80th anniversary. You know see, what I mean? Here's, here's my issue with that whole idea of, Oh, they got to reintroduce these movies to the new generation. I mean, I didn't need that when I watched movies as a kid. Right. I, when I watched, you know, Wizard of Oz, I didn't have to watch a remake of it. I watched the original that came out. Right. Along with even Bambi, if you think about it, like 42 and yeah, I was like, born in 91. Like yeah. that's... Snow White? Yeah, Snow White. I And I appreciate those films. We just need to show kids those movies because right. they will enjoy them if we just give them a chance. No, for sure. But also like, I think they're also like for Devil's Advocate, I think they're also coming from a side of kids' attentions are being competed with so much more content than we had growing up, right? Like right. kids didn't grow up with Netflix or YouTube. So we watched those cassettes because that was the only content for kids where today's not, that's not the case. So if they're making Bambi look modern, I think that's them trying to be like, let's try and appeal to not just the young kids, but let's try and get people who have a nostalgia for the original to 
get excited about it too maybe it just, but again it just like, sounds very money grabby no, it, it versus, does because mm-hmm. like we've gone again last year we got five live action remakes yeah we still have little mermaid coming out we still have pinocchio coming out whenever that's going to come out we have like there's still so many probably in development that we don't even know about but yeah. it just of all the ones for them to come out bambi's uh it's an interesting one because well, it, yeah. it gets heavy that i don't the only thing i remember about bambi is like Thumper is Thumper part of yeah, Bambi? Yeah, Thumper, Thumper Bambi. Yeah. and Bambi's mom being shot. Yeah, I yeah. don't remember the plot of that movie. Other no, than I that. mean I watched like it just once dealing with death. You know, you know. Yeah, it's, I believe. It's I believe. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, it's like it's like waves. <laughs> God, we'll get there. Yeah. We will get there. Uh, next up on the reboot remake slates, uh, Anaconda reboot in the works from Snow White and the Huntsman. That's a funny uh, segue. Yeah. Snow White and the Huntsman writer. Uh, again, this is coming from friend of the show, kind of. <laughs> Boris Kitt from Unofficial The Hollywood friend. Reporter. Unofficial friend of the show. <laughs> is that the Anaconda sound? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Anaconda, <laughs> Anaconda watch. <laughs> uh, in the latest- I don't think they make sounds, Anaconda. Anacondas. <laughs> That's the hell was that? That's them. Uh, sorry, I was sneezing. No, that's just them. That's just them, like goodness. inhaling you. You inhale your microphone. Yeah. Get that out of your mouth. Anaconda, the late 1990s animal horror hit, is getting a, the reboot treatment. Sony's Columbia Pictures is developing an all new and all modern take on the cult movie, hiring Evan Daughtry, who has worked on such tentpoles as Tomb Raider and Snowman. Sorry, Snow White and the Huntsman. Snowman Again, and the Huntsman. Another Tomb Raider connection from the last story. Interesting. Uh, to pen the script, sources say Daughtry's take is not a remake or a sequel, but a reimagining. Before I finish this, I always hate when studios say that because it seems so. We don't want it. We it's don't like passing the blame or something. You know, it's you like know? when I think I always think of like the Suicide Squad sequel, but it's like it's, it's reimagining. Re-ima- it's weird. Yeah. It's a way of just like not. Let's just let's just, let's just do it. You know, it, yeah. um, while details are being kept. Deep in the belly of the beast, thank you, Boris, it's known that the studio is hoping to take a Meg-style approach to the concept. So when they say Meg-style approach, they're talking about the Meg that came out last year or two years ago. With of the Jason, giant, I think it was last Jason year. Last Statham? year with the giant shark. Yeah. And Jason uh, Statham's in that Jason one. Jason Statham, yeah. um, Rain Wilson is in it. Did it make a lot of money in that movie? It actually did. It yeah. did, wow. it did it pretty well. Asian, yeah. It did really, really well. The Meg. What do you guys think? Are you, are you guys fans of Anaconda? No. <laughs> oh, 2018, by the way, that was Meg. So. No, no, yeah, I'm, two years ago, right? Not, years I am ago. not a fan of Anaconda. I do remember it growing up because very was much so. J Lo's J Lo was in it. J-Lo. Ice Cube was in it. Ice, Ice Cube, Cube and John Voight, who John, played John, a yeah. South American, yeah. but was oh, awful. His accent, in that yeah. awful, awful accent, was so embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. it was uh, not good. John Voight as a person is embarrassing. He's one hundred percent. You're right. Yeah, calling him out. Sorry, uh, um, the Meg. Just to give a quick heads up here, Meg budgeted 130, made about 530. Good for them, yeah. Oh, wow. so I haven't seen. Have you guys seen the Meg? Uh, no, no. no? Heard, it, heard it's a good time though. I'm not heard into those. I'm not into like, like animal, like big creature, animal creature movies like that. Like, like, like Jaws. Like not even Jaws. Animal like, horrors. Yeah. Animal horrors. Yeah. Jaws. Maybe I've never. Like, I've never really fully watch Jaws. Yeah. Yeah. Really, like, the only one that I can think back to that I liked a lot as a kid was Deep Blue Sea. Uh, yeah. But I like Deep Blue Sea a lot. It was just it was stupid. It was the nineties L yeah. Cool J, um who plays the Punisher, uh John Oh, um uh, yeah, yeah. Thomas Jane. Thomas Jane, that's yeah. it, sorry. Thomas Jane. Uh you know, just dumb. That's uh, the one with Samuel Jackson. Samuel yeah. Jackson dies when in, he like, dies the, the shark. best five speech. minutes. He's like, We gotta get together and and then he just yeah. Just gets, gets killed. Eat. Oh, what a but scene. But you're right. Like, Great like, scene. And, I've, and I've honestly, I've seen 
my, my buddy Ali and I used to watch B horror films like every couple of weekends just to like laugh at them. So yeah. we watched, you know, the two headed shark attacks, the Sharknadoes. Yeah. Like but the asylum all, films? The asylum films. They yeah. were just so dumb and stupid. I watched Anaconda as a kid and I have a huge fear of snakes, as Daniel knows. Yeah. Really? Yeah, huge fear. Like I can't. Like sometimes I can't even look at them on screen. Yeah, I get uncomfortable. Shave for snakes Whoa. is me for spiders. Yeah, and yeah. you. What was your fear? What is your fear? Nothing. We all have to have fear. No, you have a fear, man. I have fears, but is I can't. Is it love? <laughs> it is love. Is it? Do you have an, an animal or oh, it's a, like comedy? A, That's it's, right. It's a, com- his, it's a com- fear. He is has, his fear is laughing. Yeah. Do you have a fear of animals? <laughs> I'm laughing right now. Are you? Do I have a fear of animals? Any type no. of animal or creature or bug or anything like that? I don't like bugs. Yeah. But like, if like a centipede was right now crawling on your kill hand, yeah, was crawling on your hand though. Would you just grab it and be and like, yeah, yeah. across the room. Like centipedes, <laughs> centipedes don't scare me as much. They don't as scare spiders. me either, but I feel like that's like the go-to for people. Like, yeah. I don't like, oh. I don't like insects that can kill me. Like, uh, yeah, like a, that's like a possible. So if a scorpion right now was crawling on your hand, yeah, I'd be fucking. <laughs> I'd be, I would be scared. I, I would be like, yeah, how did like, a scorpion <laughs> get in here? First of all, <laughs> uh, thanks for inviting me. Dad. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah no, if there was a scorpion yeah. or like some sort of. Were you scared of the scorpion king? Yes. Yeah. I don't like what about the way snakes? Do you like snakes? Snakes don't bother me, but like yeah, yeah. if they kill, can kill me, yes. <laughs> Any type yeah, of animal they can kill but, you. It's funny because like, anacondas, like I don't have problems being around or watching an animal. Yeah. Right, it's just snakes for me. I don't know, but unless, I'm getting better now. Unless yeah. like fucking, you know, how do you get better like, though? Like uh, you just face your fears. Do you, are you facing snakes? Or are you just watching them on? The, I held one. I but this is like years ago, right? This was in 2015. Yeah, I held one. Um and you know that was scary on its own and then yeah. overall I was like you know what man give me a little bitch I gotta keep watching snakes so then I would watch videos of snakes right um it was hard I'm not gonna lie even like now I get a little you know ooh, a little tingly I remember but when snakes we- on a plane like that good movie yeah funny movie um yeah I learned so much today <laughs> you're learning about us I've, yes We're, this snakes is like a therapy session can't do it. Um, yeah, it so, all I mean, started when I was. So you don't like spiders, eh, Daniel? The spiders are everywhere. He told us that last time. Remember when he was pointing at the hair? Yeah, l- that was literally last week. I keep it there to remind me. Yes, yeah, so you face, face your like, fears. I face it every so day. So there's a spider in the corner. You, you're just gonna. So I've gotten, he would shoot himself. I've, I've, I've gotten better with killing them. So this is the thing. If I could kill the spider, like, so there's this big uh, open area up here. Yeah. Uh, in the studio, I'm pointing above. Usually, because I can't see this wall. Oh, like yeah. I'll go and That's peek. Spider haven. I'm like, sure. oh, there's a spider spot. If you look directly above us, there's a black spot right there. <laughs> that is from a giant spider that was in here. Oh, that was you. I, dude. I thought I was going crazy. That's a mark from a giant that spider. That is a mark to warn the other spiders. That is a mark of the giant spider. So this, that means that spider blood up there. That spider blood. I just. That it, is a warning. Get, you turn to Spider Man. No, that is a warning to the other spiders. But your favorite of character is Spider Man. <laughs> He's one of my favorites. That's how I confront my fear as well. Yeah, like Batman. He's afraid of bats. Yeah, he becomes he's not really Batman. afraid of bats. Well, yeah. he was. I mean, Batman Begins, though, right? Yeah. He was, well, he's not afraid of bats. I'm scared now. of. Well, he was a child, right? Uh, but we're all children inside. We are. We're all children to God. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're all children of God. What? Um, no, but but here's the thing with Anaconda. Going back to Anaconda. So Anaconda yes. Uh, I always remember watching. It was always like on TBS. Always on TBS. Oh, I think that's the only censored. movie censored. It was Anaconda and it was Independence Day. Those were the only movies that aired like, on TBS. And it kind of had like an iconic poster. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's yes. interesting that they're calling this a reimagining. I wonder. Oh, what- please. I hope it talks. Could you? <laughs> hey, Hello? I didn't talk in the original. No, 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 no. I watched. So there's like a bunch of sequels as well. Yeah. I've watched three of them. 
Okay. I watched three too many. Yeah, I watched, and they get progressively worse. And then the other day, uh, because they were all they weren't theater releases. Hunt for Blood Orchid was. Yeah. And then after that, they just started becoming straight to DVD or TVS, whatever. And I haven't finished straight to TVS. Yeah. I haven't (laughs) finished all of them, but it was on TV, and I was like, "What movie is this?" And it was like a B, like a Z level actress walking <laughs> around she's just walking around I'm like oh what's going on and then all of a sudden you see this awful CGI snake <laughs> slithering behind her and I'm like wait what, the, what movie is this I click on the guide and it's like Anaconda 7 oh god like, oh, oh okay Serpent's Revenge yeah. Serpent's Revenge and it looks so bad yeah. and I was just laughing and it's probably so from like 2019 hard. or something it was yeah. like 2018 or 2017 Damn, I think that's so funny I don't even know but crazy um, would you be down for uh, Too Fast Too Furious Anaconda Edition of course so oh dude if they down? have to fight Anacondas in the cars too, too fast yeah like just it's a bunch of Anacondas what are they to ride they're the driving <laughs> <laughs> they have to ride the Anacondas to get to the, like hey we're family and then they jump on an Anaconda <laughs> <laughs> or according to Anthony, they make no sound, so yeah. he <laughs> and then they would just move around. They slither through. Yeah, I I believe. No, they're gonna have a snake with nitrous oxide in it as well too. <laughs> yeah, when they when they get the Hold snake, on. it goes <laughs> inside of his organs. <laughs> <laughs> this the Santa kind of must be like some giant. Like it has to be bigger. Right? If they're like, making it Meg oh, yeah. style, it I think they're to gonna make the it like size of like Brazil. <laughs> Welcome to Brazil. <laughs> Again, that's <laughs> five. It's what it is. Um, yeah, if they're making it a Meg style, this is definitely going to be a giant snake. Yeah, which is uh, Anaconda already is a giant yeah. snake. So they're you know, making it needs bigger. to be prehistoric. Like it's going to be like Godzilla like, King of Monsters. Like, yeah. Basilisk is a little kid compared to yeah, it. Yeah, Basilisk is a little like a maggot compared to yeah, it. Yeah, it's like a it's like a worm. Yeah. It's gonna be like in the in the Force Awakens, where it's like this is oh. the first Death Star, this is Starkiller Base. It's like it's why it's so much bigger. It's like yeah. comically bigger. It's too. comically bigger, yeah. Uh, so that's gonna be coming out probably in the next few years. Who knows when that will hit? Our last story this week, we're going back to the world of Disney and Star Wars. Before we jump to that, do we yeah. know what studio is in charge of it? Uh, that's a great question. I'm curious. It sounds like a universal. Oh, type sorry. Thing. This is a yeah. I said uh, Columbia Pictures. Oh, it's Columbia. Yeah. Oh, it's a Sony. Okay. It's a Sony movie. Again, Sony. Sony's it ties out here into doing. Spider-Man for sure. It, it feels like a universal type thing. Yeah, though, universal not? like monster universe yeah. or who knows. Yeah, they're trying to make it right. Uh, our last version. story this week, going back to the world of Star Wars, the Obi Wan Kenobi Disney Plus series is on hold as crew sent home. This is coming from Adam Chitwood of Collider. Um, so last week, troubling rumors began swirling around as the upcoming Disney Plus series revolving around the character of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, Ian McGregor is supposed to reprise his role in the Star Wars prequels and is set eight years later after the events of Revenge of the Sith. We're hearing that Lucasfilm president and Obi-Wan producer Kathleen Kennedy was not happy with the scripts. Sources tell us that they will most likely happen next is that the scripts will be reworked and a hopeful goal of reassembling the summer. But there's always a possibility that that time frame could shift. So this kind of set the internet ablaze this week that it's being delayed. Everyone was looking forward to seeing it this year. But at the Birds of Prey press event that's been going on this week and the all the stuff that they're doing this week for that movie, they a lot of sources were asking Ian McGregor what's going on. So he basically said it's not being put on hold. It's just being pushed back a little bit. The scripts are, an ex- are excellent, and they just want them to be better. So just push back a bit. But it's not like it's it's a very dramatic. It's uh, the way it is online. There's all kinds of shit online about it. But it's only 
just slid back. We're still shooting it. I think it will still be aired when it was meant to be, and I'm really excited about it. And then he went on to say at IGN as well that now that The Rise of Skywalker has come out, everyone at Lucasfilm has gotten more time to spend on the writing. They will... Um, they felt they wanted more time to write the episodes, and I've read about 80 to 90% of what they've written so far, and it's really, really good. Instead of shooting this August, they want to start shooting in January. That's all. Nothing dramatic of about it. 2021. Yeah. So it's being pushed back a few months, but I think at this point, I don't think the world is in a spot where it's like, we need more Star Wars right now. So I think a delay is to make sure the quality is up there is a good thing. What do yeah. you, where are you guys with this? Well, was, like we really didn't know when this show was going to come out at all. Right. It was just it announced. Was just, and it was, was announced it. and it was going to happen. Yeah. But um, yeah, I guess, yeah, more time. Make uh, it good. Make it strong. There's a rumor out there as well, too, that it was originally six episodes. Now they're aiming it for it to be four episodes, which also is like, yeah, I think the biggest thing that we discussed with Mandalorian is that it didn't need to be eight episodes. It could have been shorter. So maybe having an Obi-Wan Kenobi series that's four episodes would be in in the positive for four it. episodes at like an hour or, or whatever, or whatever however long they more. give it right they don't, i mean mandalorian didn't have it was like 30 minutes or 32 or 48 sometimes. yeah so it was, it was everywhere they'll do what they need to do right? just whatever the story i just needs. don't think like what's then what's the point you know if if you were gonna wait this long for a 30 minute episode of obi-wan kenobi yeah it's it's not even worth it at that point yeah, yeah in, what, in my eyes no, no, 30, right. that's that's like a two-hour movie at this point, right? Yeah, if they like, make it to four episodes. But I think they'll be, I think the way it seems that they're going to maybe can make the episode short, like more, less episodes, but maybe longer episodes. Yeah. So if, even if each episode is an hour, that's a four hour series yeah. rather than two hour series, right? Where are you with it, Jay? Like I was having this conversation with you, Daniel, before where we were talking about it. And I said, I'm not burned by Star Wars, but I'm just. I'm not, Are you burned out on Star Wars? I'm, I'm a little burnt out, but I'm also just I'm not. I don't really care. Um, at the end of the day, uh, if it comes out, it comes out. If it doesn't, that's okay. I'll still go watch everything Star Wars related and I'll whatever it's out there. But I'm not. You're you not know, hankering for not it. Hankering that, for that hype it. is gone because right? it, yeah. it just feels like it's now so produced and it's just coming out nonstop. That before when George you know, wrote the original trilogy. And then despite what you think of the prequel trilogy, he wrote it with a vision and a set storyline in mind. When we got this new trilogy, it didn't feel like they had an idea what they were doing. And they were just like, let's pump out star Wars as much right. as we can. And at the end of the day, people we've had hits, like it. we've had misses. Yeah. But it's, it's felt like a we'll mix make bank, money. Right? People will watch it. Who cares what they think? Right. Right. And so when, you know, Mandalorian came out and when I look back at the Mandalorian now and I'm like, Oh, did it, progress star wars forward or did it do anything no i kind of kept it in neutral still for me or i think even the franchise as a whole and i feel like obi-wan's gonna do the same thing where yeah maybe it'll give me more information about obi-wan's character but i mean it it doesn't matter really like what's it gonna do moving forward we like, know what's gonna what happen to secrets Obi-Wan at the end of the day. yeah are we going to learn right, right? is it, it gonna have darth vader in it like is that gonna be is it thing? gonna have luke in it and i think that's that's, 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 the whole that's thing. another rumor too that there's gonna be like a young luke that he's gonna be trying to spy on spy on because like, and that's the thing like, the way you but like when we go when we keep going back to these same characters yeah you're limited on what you could do with them right yeah. you don't you can't do too much with it because then you're going to be stepping on the toes of the movie and then you're going to be retconning things that happen in the movie and like you don't need to do that right again it's a galaxy there's millions upon millions of people to tell stories on um 
But yeah. I think at the end of the day, I hope the way The Rise of Skywalker was received, this is Lucasfilm being, let's take our time with this. And I think this is what really, after The Rise of Skywalker and everyone's um, backlash, backlash against it, it was, um, it, they probably took this as feedback and slowed everything down. Yeah, which is good. But I'm in the same boat with Shay. Like, Star Wars to me was the biggest thing ever and now it's it's not yeah i just like just, hype just, for you like Why? it was like the thing that i would look forward to the most because i w- i always thought like each movie would reveal something that i didn't know about right and these last three just didn't it's, do it for me it was like it didn't add anything to the universe i feel like it made the universes feel smaller yeah you know what i mean because it's like you know everybody in this movie they're related to somebody you yeah know what i mean it's, it's like, like oh, six like, degrees of separation you know? yeah. it's like this this is giant galaxy and you're telling me that there's what I think there was a tweet out there that calculated how many people would be on all those star destroyers. Yeah, and it was there was like two hundred eighty million people. Yeah, I'm like, how do they find this many people that would be on star destroyers? Yeah, and are they all related to somebody that's yeah. already in this universe? All of them like, from the yeah, it's yeah. crazy it's how crazy. ridiculous it would get. And I mean, Star Wars has always been crazy and fun, yeah. but there's always been this underlying message and story there. But it, just and, and seems it never gone made now. you. It never made you question. The reality of the movie. No. You know that lightsabers and the Force don't exist, but when you're watching within a movie, yeah. you knew that, like, oh, this is with, like, that makes sense within this universe. You don't question it. Yeah. I found questioning that a lot more in Rise of Skywalker, right? Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I think they're realizing what's been going on, and I, and I, hopefully, this is them course correcting, and let's say, like, let's, let's make this special again. You know what I mean? I hope so. I hope so. So that's the end of the news for this week. Going into the trailers, we got some interesting trailers this week. The uh, first one being the last thing he wanted. This is coming to Netflix. Vivarium, Irresistible, that's a Jon Stewart movie, Mr. Jones, and Escape from Pretoria. Um, any of these trailers that stuck out to you guys that you want to talk about? Um, Vivarium? Yeah. That was a cool one. So that's with Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, and uh, the girl from... Oh my God, she's British, right? Me. Yeah, she was in a movie that I really enjoyed. Did you did you see this trailer, Anthony? Vivarium. Um, trying to remember. They go to like they're like looking to it's buy like a, a house in a suburb. Oh yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes. Oh, very strange yes, yes. movie. Very strange. <laughs> very strange trailer. It's a uh, directed by a a the guy who. Oh, uh, she's in Popstar. That's it. Sorry, go on. Who directed it? No, go on. Popster? No, Vivarium. Who's directing uh, who's it? Directing Viver- it's, he, did, he recently did like a comedy with nuns. Oh, the oh. one with Audrey Plaza and everything? Is that it? Mm, oh, no. no. It's, maybe it's another director. This that guy's I'm, name yeah. is Lorkin Finnegan. But I can pull up that director if you'd like. You're talking about the Little Hours, right? Is it? Yeah, with a bunch yeah, of Yeah, with Alison Brie and Alison Aubrey Brie Plaza. Oh, so that was the other movie. That was the other trailer. Sorry, my, yeah. my bad. I'm getting my... Um, Don't worry. That's dude. directed by Jeff Baena. Yeah, I'm getting my um, weird movie trailers <laughs> mixed up. Yeah, I thought it was weird. Very Horse weird. Girl. That's what it was called. Horse Girl. That's the one with um, Alison Brie. Oh, okay. we didn't put that in the list. Did that come out this week? Uh, are we talking about trailers? Yeah. Yeah. So it, it came out this week. Horse, Horse Girl. Girl. Okay. That was weird. That was a weird trailer. I didn't. I didn't. It watch reminded it. me of this movie, Vivarium, where it was just like this weird, such eerie, a weird concept. Yeah. There was a there was a movie that came out last year too. I forget the name of it, but like 
like it was a weird like neighborhood where like everyone had black mirror esque right? yeah like everyone remember that trailer came out like all the adults had like braces and stuff like that do you remember that it was like a really weird like high concepts movie no, i'm not, blanking no, on no. it no um, do you know what i'm talking about no no is this a dream suburbia you had, maybe suburbicon uh but the movie the trailer I, it intrigued me at first I said, it intrigued me towards the end in the beginning i was like what the hell's going on i don't really care for this and then as the trailer kept going, I was like, oh, this seems kind of weird. I don't know if I'll ever watch it. Yeah. But it's like so weird that you can't stop watching But I it. couldn't stop watching this right. trailer. And then it got funny towards the end. It just seemed, yeah, like a Black Mirror episode. All right. Yeah. Um, it's like, it's the same like Midsommar. 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 It has like that weird <laughs> eeriness to it. Yeah. What uh, is the trailer? Did you find it? The movie that you were talking about? Brace, no, I'll, I'll find it though. Braces <laughs> and Suburbia. I'll find it though. I think uh, Kristen Wiig is in it or... Um, what's her name from Spider Man? Uh, Mary Jane Watson. Yeah, Mary Jane <laughs> Watson. Kristen Stewart. No, uh, why am I blanking on her name right now? Which Spider Man though? There's a lot. Tobey Maguire <laughs> Spider Man. Oh, Kirsten, Kirsten Dunst. Dunst. Yeah. yeah, I think. Oh, why did she... I say Kristen Stewart? I meant Kirsten Dunst. Did you? They're now, are same. you confusing Kristen Wiig and Kirsten Dunst? Or are you saying that they were both in the same? No, no, film? I'm saying maybe one of them is in it. I can't remember that. I'll figure it out. I'll I'll say it next time. So yeah, not a lot of trailers this week, but I think this is the calm before the storm because this week we should be getting a lot of teasers for the big game. So the Super Bowl is happening next week. That is when we should be getting hopefully a new look at Black Widow maybe, a new Bond trailer. Um, there's a lot of tr movies that we're waiting to have trailers for, so hopefully we'll be seeing them some this week. Um, also, rest in peace to Mr. Peanut who passed away this week as well too. Did you guys did you guys see the trailer of him uh Yeah, I did. he died? He died. Mr. Peanut died. How does the peanut you know die? This? He Dude, sacrificed old. himself. Did I eat him? Because I like peanut butter. That's possible. Oh yeah, maybe he did. Maybe he did. What do you mean he sacrificed himself? He sacrificed himself because basically They're, the yeah. truck goes off the road because it's an armadillo and it's Wesley Snipes and I forget his name. The I'm gonna have to pull up his name. They're like uh, on a branch and they're like hang dangling from it. And Mr. Peanut, like they, the branch is going to snap. Basically, Mr. Peanut's like, I want to sacrifice myself, and he falls to his death on a car. And they're like, maybe he survived, and then the car explodes. <laughs> and and literally, it's been all over Twitter this week that Mr. Peanut, rest in peace, Mr. Peanut, he died. Yeah, Matt Walsh. That's you know, I look one. forward to the summers because sometimes when I'm driving to work, there's a Mr. Peanut. Um, <laughs> you're looking at me like what the fuck is I don't know what you're about to say like, I, I don't know where this what do you think of it I don't know where this story's gonna go like you're saying when you're driving in the summer <laughs> yeah all I imagined was in your he's passenger seat there's just a tub of peanut butter and you just got a spoon and you're just going and then sometimes like you know you make a hard left no. and there's like peanut butter all over your steering wheel so and you're like, during oh. the summer you know you're driving to work and uh -huh. sometimes in the sky <laughs> you see Mr. Peanut and it's a hot air balloon. Are, how much Mr. weed Peanut. are you smoking though when you're driving to work? <laughs> no, I'm telling you. You, look up you know what's funny though? <laughs> the name of the movie that I was talking about with the adults with the braces is called Greener Grass. So I've never heard of this. Yeah. Um yeah, Weird I, I love Mr. Peanut. And who's in it though, sorry? Beck what? Bennett. You guys don't care yeah. about my story. No, I'm waiting for you to finish. By driving this. to yeah. Work on a summer morning and see Mr. Peanut in the sky and it's a hot air balloon. Fuck you guys. Is this like a, a dream you've had or a nightmare? No, this is real. This is a this, memory? This is, Wait, this is a memory or is this a trailer you watched this no, week? No, it's I a hot to... air balloon is with this Mr. Peanut. Only? Is this only like a Woodbridge thing? No. <laughs> Do I have to call the mayor to figure out what's going on? Bottom line is rest in peace, Mr. Peanut. We hopefully next week will be talking about the revival of you 
Or maybe you had a secret son or daughter or something. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> Ray Skywalker. <laughs> um, what's your name? Mr. Peanut. Peanut's a peanut. <laughs> um, Mr. What's peanut. A, do you think maybe you only see Mr. Peanut in the sky because you eat like no, peanut butter? No, it's a high <laughs> Anthony, balloon. Anthony, how long have you been seeing Mr. Peanut? Every summer. <laughs> I always want to go on one. I'm like, oh, I wish I was on a hot air balloon with, with Mr. Mr. Peanut. Peanut. You know he's on here, right? <laughs> does Does Mr. Peanut talk back to you as well? No, it's has just he, has he touched you in any way? <laughs> no. Guys, hot air does he like? Okay, look up Mr. Peanut hot air balloon, and you guys will know. It the first the first article that says Mr. Peanut hot air balloon does not exist. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, I see it, but I've never seen this. I've like where what? Where did you see it though? In the sky. <laughs> <laughs> you literally sound like a crazy. Every person. time I close my eyes, <laughs> I look up in the sky and I see Mr. Peanut. <laughs> okay, Anthony, time to take your meds. <laughs> All right, <man. laughs> Settle down, boy. All righty, out this week. Okay, you guys, if you if you have your phones on you right now, go l- look up we Mr. Do. Peanut Hot Air Balloon, okay? No, but like, I'm telling the audience. Oh, the audience, yeah. Like, pull over okay. on the side of the I'm road. Looking, I'm looking at this right now, this image of Mr. Peanut on a hot air balloon, and it's scary. Like, this, Dude, imagine in the summer, you this see is what it, gives you're like, you, This is what brings oh, you warm man. memories? It's very warm, very, yes. I, I, I would think I'm being taken over by, like, a mascot. <laughs> He's so friendly, though. He has a cane, he has an eye Ooh, thing, whatever. Name me, name me one person who's friendly with a cane. Uh, Michael Kane. No, he just, he lost his cane. No, he, he has still, a cane. He, he walks still, with a cane now. But he's Mr. Kane, though. He is his last name. Wait, a person with a cane. Citizen Kane. Uh, who's that? See? Who's that? Like who's pimp? that girl? La, 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 la. That was a saint. <laughs> who's a what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Saint Kane. Yes. Saint Kane. yes. Who's oh, that? Candy Kane. Who's that? that? <laughs> candy Man. Right. <laughs> who's that pimp with the cane? <laughs> pimp with the cane. Oh, Huggy Bear. <laughs> sure. From, from uh, Starsky and Hutch. Yeah, he was cool. Oh my god, that was Snoop Dogg, right? That was Snoop Dogg. Yeah, in the, in the remake. Snoop film. Dogg's pretty cool. He's yeah, a nice dude. He was in my movie with uh, Martha Stewart. Remember, where <laughs> Timothy Chalamet played the prison bars. What was it called? Again? We're all gonna have canes one day, so we're gonna be cool. It's crazy that Scar- uh, Starsky and Hutch is directed by Todd Phillips. Todd Phillips, now, uh, yeah, up for best director and best movie and eleven other Oscars. Uh, what a time we're living in. We're yeah, so close to the Oscars. Mm-hmm. Yes, we're yes. close. <laughs> We're so close to the Oscars. That Mr. Peanut tangent, though, <laughs> sent me for a. I'm crying. Sent man. me for That's a trip. So good. I can't uh, wait to listen to that again. Oh, God. Yeah. I can't wait. You never listen to the podcast. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the first issue. Um, again, just a quick reminder before we go into what we've been watching or what's out this week Oscar season is upon us. So if you want to write into the show and let us know what you think will be the best picture, this time with.com slash Oscars. Better not be Joker because I will. I will. You'll turn into. The I Joker. will yell at you guys. Oh, you'll call you out by we'll name. This time with dot com slash Oscars. This time with dot com slash. I'll call you out. <laughs> Don't go to that. that there's <laughs> a long website. Uh, out this week, we have the rhythm section. This is with um, Blake Lively. Yes. And Sterling K. Brown. Yes. Uh, we also have Gretel and Hansel, which yes. is throwing me for loop because it's usually Hansel and Gretel. Any of those interest you guys? No. None of them. No? I watched the uh, rhythm section trailer. Yeah, the new one that came out, right? And it was like, meh. It, was it, it feels like a lot of these, it feels like born or not born. Um, does it feel like a January movie? It does feel like a January <laughs> movie. You know, but I'll be honest, January has been okay this year. 
Well, because of Bad Boys. Bad one, Boys one and film. Gentlemen, which we'll talk about. Oh, yes, we'll yes, yes. You watch movies without us. But yeah. I hate you guys. Yeah, it's a thing Daniel does, you know? You know, I have other people in my life, too, that I like to watch movies with as well. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. I don't, so. Yeah, neither do I. No, you and I will go watch movies. Yeah. You should. Yeah. yeah we should. You guys Let's should definitely do go do that. Uh, why don't we have box office on here? You're, you don't like nothing, box office anymore? Nothing, okay, nothing well, big this week. We're going to do the cha-ching. I know, but I, we're, I, we're, I thought we were going to talk about if it was like... I just want to do the jingle. All right. Cha-ching. Box office. I, was, I have to say it first, though. I, we have to introduce a topic, and then you say it. You just don't say the jingle. Let's go to the next podcast. Yeah, yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's go to what we're watching. Let's just, let's just what we're watching, it, yeah. Anthony, I'll let you t- start it away. Um, so this week, I started watching The Young Pope, The New Pope, and Killer Inside Me, The Mind of Aaron Hernandez, because it was That's sports same week. same thing, eh? All, yeah. all so I was going to say, what's the difference between all those shows? Yeah. Uh... They're Pert- all murderers. <laughs> What's the difference between the new Pope and the young Pope? Um, so the young Pope stars Jude Law as the youngest Pope in papal history. Yeah. I believe he's be- 47. Um, and he's the first American Pope to be the Pope, oh, which is really yeah. cool. Uh, but yeah, it, it's the story about how a young Pope would deal with uh, being one of the most powerful people in the world in modern times right and really a pope who's so young that he is very extreme in his uh, methods methods and thinking he's also a pope that doesn't believe in god or does he don't know interesting it's a very interesting interesting take like an interesting idea um with his character because it's not just Jude Law playing the Pope, you dive into Jude Law growing up, uh, or or his name is Lenny uh, Malardo. <laughs> What's his Pope name? Uh, Pius the Thirteenth. Interesting. Very. I like that name, Pius the yeah. Thirteenth. Um, it's very also just like Shakespearean town, like King Henry the Thirteenth. Yes. You know, like. But he's a dope Pope, though. He's a do- like dope isn't cool. Like cool, yes, dope isn't cool, Daniel. Yes. Just making sure, staying hip with the terms, you know. Um. So that's uh, that pope. And then the new pope is uh, a sequel to the first one. Uh, but I don't want to die. I don't want to spoil, spoil it for it, you yeah. guys. But, you're enjoy- but you enjoy it, though. Yes. Now the, you know, Lenny is not the pope anymore. And John Malkovich is the pope. And they call it the new pope. It's directed by, um, I believe, he won an Oscar for... Paolo Sorrentino. Paolo Sorrentino. He won an Oscar for um, an Italian film called. I'll tell you. Oh, it's. A, I don't want to say a Beautiful Life is. <laughs> it wasn't Beautiful Life though. You won an Oscar for it, right? Yeah, foreign film. Did he not? Or maybe not. I'm not seeing anything about that here. Uh, he has won a Golden Globe in Italy. Do the Golden Globes in Italy count? <laughs> well, yeah, in Italy, yes. Wait, Italy has different Golden Globes than us? Yeah, you know. Italians do it better. Golden Globes. Uh, yeah, I don't see any Academy Awards. Paolo Sorrentino. Oh, maybe I'm... Yeah. He won an Amanda Award. Uh, I don't know what that is, though. But yeah, no no, uh, no Oscars. Maybe I'm thinking of another director. Maybe another Italian, you know? It's very Italian, though. That's what <laughs> he I, I really like. He won in 2014 for The Great Beauty. That's what it is. Yeah. Thank you. Academy Award? 
Yep. Yes, foreign best film. foreign language film. Yeah, in twenty fourteen. Kind of looks like my. Uh, what did I say? Someone that I'm really late related to. Um, <laughs> but it's very Italian too. So there's a lot of like the Pope. Yes, because there's well, it's in Vatican City, right? It's in Vatican City, but one of his um, like the Pope has a sec- sec- secretary of of Pope things. Like he's the guy who manages the Pope, and yeah. gives him and builds this, and he's Italian, so. There's a lot of Italian influences, yeah. like being part of, you know, uh, soccer is huge. Right. So there's like Napoli fans and all that stuff. But I mean, as the Pope as well, because like the Pope is, has traditionally been, or especially throughout history, Italian. Yeah. It's been more in recent history where we've had Popes from other like places, like well, the current Pope is South American. Yes. Before that, we like yes. Pope John Paul was like, Polish, you yes, know what I mean. So. But it's it's still a very heavily Italian centered for sure be, person because he has to conduct mass in Italian. Yeah, it's still in Italy. Italy, the Vatican is is all kind of built in yeah in that Italian Roman times. Type it's of thing. it's very interesting, and and that's what I love so much about watching um, the two popes on Netflix is just kind of seeing behind the curtain of like how does this process work and. So, like, I, I've only watched the first two episodes of The Young Pope back when it, like, I guess, in 2016 when it came out. Yes. So, I have to go back and watch it, and I want to go into it with the knowledge of how the whole, like, papacy works it's now. It's so confusing. You know, it's it's interesting. It's, like, with the whole smoke, and, like, yeah. you have to vote and everything like that. So, like, I'm, I want to see it, and, I, and, again, it's HBO, so I'm just really... So, and it's so well shot. Yeah. And you feel like they actually shot it at the Vatican, but I don't think they could because... You- can't really shoot at the Vatican. It's crazy that in in the two popes they actually rebuilt. I guess what is the sixteenth chapel? Yeah, sixteenth sixteenth chapel. Like like they remade their own because the Vatican said they couldn't shoot there, so they actually made a bigger version of it and it looks so nice. I wonder what they're going to do with that set. Yeah. What else you've been watching this week? Uh, then I watched the Aaron Hernandez story. Aaron Hernandez, who was um, football player for the New England Play- Patriots, who murdered one person. Mm-hmm. And then was um, acquitted on two other murders, and it's just a story, like how what happened, how he got there. It's on Netflix. It's um, really interesting to understand his character and how he um, how he was like really like a this talented man who had everything in front of him, and how it was wasted away with these senseless murders right and it's pretty sad especially the ending result of you know him killing himself in right. his jail cell um very very interesting uh, I, so- I encourage you guys if you have netflix watch it it's a it's a it's fascinating how many episodes is it on netflix i believe it's three episodes oh nice so like it's, a, it's like a shorter one yeah That's cool. it's documentary style it's it's a it just really dives into just aaron hernandez Growing up and leading into his football career, and then um, being uh, charged with murder. Awesome. All right. Well, not awesome, but awesome that you watched it. <laughs> I, did, I realized when I when that's I said so that that's, that's, that's so great. Problems, man. man. You got problems. I listen, man. I don't see Mr. Peanut in here, so I can't. He's not telling me what to do. Okay. So. When it, I can't wait for the summertime. Well, you guys live. <laughs> You don't live near the peanuts, so you don't see them. I don't live near the peanuts. I was threatened by that once. So I remember. I someone, think that's someone yelled think, at me. I think that could be a shirt. You don't I was. Live I, I literally was, was about to say like write that, that down. That's another Anthony line. You don't live near the peanuts. <laughs> I'm, I'm writing it down. Wait, right didn't Jay Z say that though? Did no. he? You don't live near the peanuts. 
uh, you know? He didn't say that? No. Mm-hmm. I think he said that. Yeah. That's, a, that's another Anthony um, little limerick for you. You don't live um, near peanuts. I wrote that down. <laughs> Shay and I watched Waves this week. Why are you yelling at the audience, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> I was because I'm in a wave. I'm riding. The I, wave. You should have cr- you should have cried when you said it. <laughs> Shane and I watched Waves this week, and I'm still recovering after it. Um, Did you guys like it? Loved it. Yes, beautiful movie. So yeah, I'll let Shay uh, start with this one. Oh okay. Um, yeah, loved Waves. Uh, don't think I'll watch it again, only for the fact that it was too heavy. Like, I told movie, you it was heavy. You, you well, you you played it off a little lightly. You're like, yeah, it's a little heavy, but uh, you guys will be all right. And then I'm watching this film, I'm like, oh, and I'm trying to think of what's the worst that could happen. And then the movie's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> you think that's the worst? You, they, you think just him? <laughs> this is it? No, no. I'm gonna really just slam you in the face with this. You want me to rip your heart out? I'm gonna yeah. rip out your whole body. I'm and like, then okay. it just keeps going and going. And it's uh, at a certain point, I was like, man, it's been like six hours now of me crying. <laughs> so, but again. Beautiful cinematography, one of the best um, soundtracks as well, I think. Yeah. And even the score by Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross, phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. This movie, beginning to end, every frame mm-hmm. is every frame is literally a, f- a picture I want on my 100%. wall. 100%. It, this movie is gorgeous. The cinematography is stunning. The fact that this did not get recognized at the Oscars is a crime. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm so happy that The Lighthouse got nominated because it deserved it. Another A24 movie that needed to be there was Waves. 100%. Um, phenomenal performances all around. Um, again, without going into spoilers with anything in this movie, there is a scene, um, I'm just going to say it at a high school party. Hmm. And the way that whole scene is set up, I don't think my... like I was so tense. It reminded me so much of, just in the terms of feeling, of feeling unease, Nocturnal Animals, the highway scene, mm-hmm. not knowing what was going to happen. Um I was so like clenched. Every part of me was clenched watching it, yeah. not knowing where it's going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also gave me vibes of Place Beyond the Pines as well, too, where it's just not, again, I'm not spoiling anything in this movie, but just the kind of the way the setup of the film is. Mm-hmm. Um, really, really beautiful movie. And like Shay said, the soundtrack is phenomenal on both music and score. Um, this feels like a, like a live action Frank Ocean album. You know what I mean? It just felt like. Frank's music fits so perfectly. It's all original. It's not adapted from any type of novel. It's an original screenplay. Original screenplay. By the director. Yeah. Which is um, uh, Trey Edward Schultz. Yeah. So, like, he, phenomenal. Sterling K. Brown, again, like, he doesn't miss. And seeing him, this is a bit of a different role for him as well, too. so good. You know, like, so he had to play, like, more of a stern father, but also, like, have him kind of deal with the situation at hand as well, too. So it's just amazing performances throughout this whole movie. So... If you get a chance to watch this movie, definitely do it. Go in knowing that it is a bit of a heavier film. And we were kind of joking around this week of how like heavy it was. But it's it's just one of those movies that every so often you get a movie that I feel like reflects like the times that we're in right now. And this was that movie. And I think Waves is one of those movies that it feels like such a perfect, um, I guess, companion to like... 2020 or 2019 the years that we're in right now of what society and what being a teenager looks like at this time Mm -hmm. and i think it does such an amazing job of conveying it and i can't wait to see what this director does next because this is just such a well-made movie Mm -hmm. beginning to end it's very much like um last year's moonlight yeah yes it was getting so much praise i'm surprised you know because was that TIFF, right? Yeah, it was, it was... You saw it at TIFF? I saw it at TIFF. Um, 
I'm surprised it didn't get any sort of nomination. I mean, but AT4 again, is this, a whole this year. So it's, this it's year crazy. was like the 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 dominant year of studio of movies. Studio movies. Yeah. So I could see how it kind of kind of got lost or wasn't pushed. But yeah. Not not a lot of A24 films. And this was nominated. probably A24's best year. It is. Like you look at yeah. The Lighthouse, The Farewell, Waves. Um, what am I blanking on right now? Uh, Uncut Gems. Like Midsommar. there's Midsummer. Like there's so many movies that A24 was firing on all cylinders this year, and it's it's crazy that they didn't get the love because they're I think one of the most interesting studios to watch because I think every year they have such a diverse uh, group of movies that they distribute and they produce. Yeah. Um, but none of them are like the other, but they're all just like weirdly A24. Like it feels like an A24 yeah, movie. Like you it, know what I mean? You, you could tell like if you watch mid-90s and you watch this, yeah. they're very similar. Like they have a ve- very similar yeah. look and style. I feel bo- Lucas Hedges in both, you know? This, Lucas Hedges yeah. is just <laughs> popping up in all of these movies. Lucas, that's how you know it's an A24 film. You, know like, you, you watch Moonlight, it looks very similar to mid-90s. Like it has this... Yeah. They feel like in the they're in the Grittiness. same world. It has you know? a gritty, it's like, you know, like the A two four verse. Like, like they have the A two four style. Like I imagine A two four physical releases would also have like the same box art and yeah. like spine. Yeah, it's just it's such a great studio because they make these artsy films for everyone. I think. Yeah, they're not they're not so high class art mm. where you're just like I don't they're not pres- I don't they're not pretentious. Don't it's you know? movies for everyone and. Like and and it's funny like when you go to their website and you see how they kind of display their movies and they have a merch store which has like some of the nicest movie mm. merch ever, they kind of present all their movies like they are in within this, like they have the same like feel to them and it's it's really cool how they do that and I just again I I am really excited to see what they put out this the year. The trailer if you watch the trailer it doesn't look anything like you you don't you it doesn't give anything away no this movie to be what you just watched no from that trailer this movie is the kind of movie like what shay was saying like when you think of the worst case scenario in a movie and you're like is this movie really going to go there and they not only go there they go further yeah you know yeah. what i mean it's so so well done so so well done um yeah that was uh that was our review of waves <laughs> waves uh what else have you been watching this week shay uh i watched the martian nice yeah great film you know not sure why but it, my brother wanted to put it on and i was like okay cool let's watch it and bad boys what is this the first time you watched the martian since it came to theaters no no, no i watched it a few times at home yeah yeah, yeah really fun movie it's a good film it's yeah. a very good film it's yeah. it's like one of those movies that also it doesn't feel like a ridley scott film no it does not it no. really like you really have to look at the director and go oh my god oh ridley scott directed this yeah. wow one of the best uses of Starman, like the david bowie song yeah so yeah, good very very cool um, watched Bad Boys again just because, you know, loved Bad Boys for Life, so wanted to go back again mm-hmm. to watch it. Um, showed my girlfriend La La Land. Nice. Loved that film. Uh, Catch Me If You Can. I started uh, Little America on Apple TV+. Plus. Mm-hmm. This is the show by Kumail Nanjiani, Emily Gordon, and uh, Alan Yang from Master of None. Right. Uh, first episode, watched it. It was really, really good. It's just an anthology series. I believe it's about eight episodes, mm-hmm. and it's based off of these vice articles stories from epic epic that's it right and these short stories are also based on like i said real life events that have happened to immigrants that have come to america and the first episode is about this kid who um, owns a hotel with his family in ohio i believe he's like a spelling bee champion and then his parents get deported and it's just about him growing up 
without his parents while managing this hotel. And it was, and it's not heavy at all. Like the show really balances that line. And also maybe because I watched waves, I don't know what heavy is anymore, (laughs) but (laughs) but while watching little America, your calibration is all off. I was like, Oh, this is so light. This is hilarious. This is a comedy. (laughs) Uh, This is what Anthony feels like when he watches step (laughs) brother. Anthony right now is sharpening a knife for some reason. I, I feel it. Yeah, he's coming for revenge for Mr. Peanut. Yeah, <laughs> he's gonna be the new pope now. Uh, <laughs> I would love to be a pope. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I really enjoyed the first episode, and I went back and watched the second episode of The Outsider. So I'm a little behind on that one, but uh, yeah, really enjoying that show as well. Yeah, Outsiders is really good. It's one of those shows that I I'm ex- I look forward to it every week, but it's also once an episode's done, it's like I just want to watch the next one already. Mm-hmm. So I, I hate the waiting for it, but I enjoy it's something to look forward to. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been an interesting week. Again, we're it's we're in a weird spot right now. We're at the end of January where there's not a lot coming out. Mm-hmm. It's only going to start heating up really, and I feel like only in April this year. Because what do we have coming out? We have February, we have Birds of Prey, and then March we have Mulan towards the end of the month. So we don't really have a bunch of like big releases until towards the end of towards April, and then it kind of just snowballs from there. Yeah. Um, this week for me, since I was kind of preparing for our topic of the show today, which is all about our favorite sport movies, uh, I watched Jerry Maguire, um, which is one of my all-time favorite movies for like for Tom Cruise. Is it really? I just I just one of my favorite Tom Cruise movies. He's just so good in it. Not that. not all-time favorite finding movies of all time. Finding out more about Daniel today. One of my favorite Tom Cruise movies of all well, time. I heard yeah. you. What? Just making sure. I just what not one favorite? of my. What is it? Did you say one of my favorite, favorite all-time movies? Comma Tom Cruise. Oh, yeah. I didn't hear That's that. That's a category. So all-time favorite film of all time. Number one. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire. It's a good movie. Yeah. It's a good movie. Uh, Any given Sunday. I would put Sunday. in my top five, but top five Tom Cruise films. No. We'll, okay, we'll get there. We'll have that. We'll have that discussion one day. Uh, Any given Sunday. Very good movie. Yeah. Very good movie. Uh, first time I'm, I've watched it beginning to end. Because, again, it's one of those movies that I feel like it was always just on TV. Mm-hmm. And I would just randomly start TBS watching film. it. You know, I would randomly start watching it from one point. And yeah. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to just watch this beginning to end. Yeah. Someone uh, who stood out in that movie. Yes. Was, uh, <laughs> it's like, is it a question or a statement? I thought, I thought he was testing me. <laughs> No, uh, it's because there's so many people in that movie. Yeah. Right? Jamie Foxx, Cameron Jamie, Diaz. Yeah, I think Cameron Diaz is such a yeah. great job. She's great in it. Pacino. Pacino. Well, Dennis Al Pacino. Quaid. Yeah, Dennis Quaid, the old fo- quarterback, you know. Yeah. Doesn't want to leave, <laughs> but he has to. Uh, watched Rocky Three, which is one of my favorite Rocky movies. This is where Rocky... Wait, all-time favorite Tom Cruise Rocky films or just... This is one of my favorite... This is my all-time favorite Rocky movie with the number three in it. <laughs> Rocky three is the one with... Um, not Mr. To, T. Where he goes to yeah, with Mr. T. Mr. T, oh. Yeah. Okay. So this is where Rocky's like gets... Like he's starting to get really popular and he feels like, yeah, I don't I don't need to train them. I'm just going to fight. You know what I mean? And then he loses to Mr. T. Um and then he has to basically get his confidence back. So him and Apollo Creed um, train this up. They, this is the one with the beach scene, right? This is the one with the beach mm. scene, which is a great scene. Yeah. This is them training that to get back in that to get back in business. This is kind of like where where you watch Creed and he's like, "Your father helped me when I needed." You know what I mean? Mm. And like this is because of this movie. Mm. And like they're running together on the beach. They're having like a a gale time together. <laughs> um, and. Yeah, it's just so funny seeing them fight and have a good time, and it just I just love this movie of how silly it is. Nice. Um, and then I watched Waves, 
So <laughs> I brought my mood way down. <laughs> Good thing we didn't watch Waze for this podcast. Sorry? Oh, before the podcast? Watch, like, right before the podcast. You know, we're going to do, like, a live commentary on Waves. <laughs> oh, my God. God You're no. just crying. Live crying. We crying should do a, a watch-along. A watch-along to Waves? Yeah. A Waves watch-along? My, my copy burnt out. It'd be, it'd be yeah, a tier, tier long. You, you know? bought it, though. It's on iTunes. You can watch it all the time. Yeah, I know. It, it, it says error. It's, every, time, every time I play I it again. iCloud is down right now. It, I don't know what it is. Apple calls me, and they're like, are you sure you want to watch this again? <laughs> Support line cup Press calls. your face, scan your face. I didn't <laughs> yeah. confirm you want to watch yeah, this. Send us a picture with you holding today's newspaper <laughs> that you want to watch this film. Uh, and then finally, this week, just today, actually, I went with my dad, my uncle, and my cousin. We watched The Gentleman. So, this is the Guy Ritchie movie that came out that looked very similar to like The Kingsman, mm-hmm. the look of it. Yeah, the but style this is called The Gentleman. Uh, yes. So, yes, yes. so, Guy Ritchie, like, you'll know him. From the last his last few movies, he did Aladdin, he did King Arthur, Man from Uncle, like he's done a lot of big studio movies. Yeah. So this is his ba- Guy Ritchie's claim to fame was very much these crime, very snappy dialogue, like British comedy thriller type movies that he did in the '90s and early 2000s. So this is very much a return to form for him. So the movie's not like super groundbreaking or anything, but it's still. Like I was laughing so much from it. I love I love the dry British wits in this movie. It's a really funny movie, and especially Charlie Hunnam and Colin Farrell were phenomenal in this. And they're just like so funny. The action is just really just is so well used. And what I really love, I think my favorite thing about this movie is that it's just not a traditional like telling the story. It's not just unfolding in front of you. They use Hugh Grant's character to kind of he's basically narrating the movie because he's like telling the movie as it's happening. Mm-hmm. And he's, if you love movies, like obviously we do, like <laughs> he pitches it like, like it's a movie. So he's like, he literally starts like so by talking like, like, he's like Jason Statham in, in, um, bank show? in, um, snatch. snatch? Yeah. Oh, so yeah. like, he's like, he's basically talking, he's like, no, like this, this aspect ratio, this is like, you need two, three, five to tell this yeah, story. Yeah, like yeah. he's really setting breaking it up. that wall. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just, it's, he's like, it's so meta, but it's so like, it's just so well done. And it just kind of, it just kind of like balances on that line of, yeah, and it, it's just it's so good. And it, again, it's it's one of those movies that when I saw the trailer and the trailer came out for it like last year, we we're just kind of like, oh yeah, it's it's whatever. And then going into it, I was like, damn, I'd, I've been thinking about this movie a lot, and it's just everyone's so well used. Basically, the premise is Matthew McConaughey is like a a drug kingpin where he has like a bunch of marijuana farms, and Henry Golding uh, and Jeremy Scott from Succession. Yes. They basically want to, like, McConaughey wants to get out of the business, and he wants to sell it to them, and a bunch of, uh, a quote from the movie, a bunch of fuckery is afoot, is what they keep, keep saying in the movie, and it's just it's just a really good time, and I was just really surprised that it delivered, and it was nice seeing Guy Ritchie kind of going back to the movies that he does so well, right? Yeah, this is like... Return to form. Return to form. This is his wheelhouse, so it makes a lot of sense for him to do it really well, especially after doing a bunch of studio movies, yeah. so... It was good. It was a really we great met movie. Guy Ritchie, remember? Sorry, we, we did Guy make Ritchie. Guy Ritchie at the Apple Store in Soho. Yeah, crazy. Uh, but yeah, I really enjoyed this movie. So definitely, if you're thinking about going to watch it, give it a chance or watch it on Tuesday. It's really it's worth the time. Nice, worth the time. Very good to hear. Very good to hear. Anything else before we move on to our topic of the show? I think we're, I think the sports fans are ready. Speak now or forever hold your peace. No, I have nothing to say. That was a Pope reference for you. The Pope just doesn't a, say that. The Pope doesn't I mean, just a, a, a preset. <laughs> How do you say it in Latin? In Latin? 
How do you say oh, it in Latino? Latino? <laughs> Hola, amigos. <laughs> wow, so many people just ended the podcast. A lot Buenos dias. <laughs> Buenos noches. Buenos noches. <laughs> our topic of the show this week is all about our favorite sport movies. <laughs> so if you don't know, sports are a thing that happen, and <laughs> movies are a thing that happen, and one day somebody said... Let's put these two things together. Which makes sense. Let's put the let, let's put them together. Let's see what happens. And sport sp- sport movies, I feel like, are some of the most cinematic movies of all time. Yes, because there's so many sports like football, like like baseball is very like it doesn't seem like a cinematic sport when you're watching like a game on TV, but when you have it in a movie, a good baseball movie, oh man, they could really deliver with that. Have you ever seen an NFL film? An NFL film, like, yeah. like a movie about, like a movie about football. Yeah. No, so <laughs> are we talking about? No, no, like so the NFL has a film. Oh, studio, studio, yeah. WWF or E? No. Okay, man. No, no, no. WWE has one. So one they have they have the, like films. so they chrono like they they film every single like monumentous game. Yeah, especially during the Super Bowl, and they shoot it on film or they shoot it film style. Yeah. They have like their own studio, not in the sense that they're making like movies that are. They have it just for the they're presentation. Just, they're more it, right? like documentary style. Yeah, shoot, it looks fantastic. I think that's. I one encourage of my... you guys to find an NFL film of one of these Super Bowls. It looks amazing. I think that's one of my favorite things about the Super Bowl. Again, like I don't watch football, um, but I watch the Super Bowl every year. One for the trailers and the commercials, but I love the spectacle of it. I mm. love. That when you're watching it and they have the, like these mini documentaries and it's probably pr- like done by the same guys, like yeah. it's so cinematic the way they make these intros and everything yeah, like that. Like and it's like that is like that is like the standard of what every other sport tries to copy in yeah. terms of the showmanship of it. Yeah, so it's amazing. Um, who wants to start with their first movie? We have a bunch of write-ins from you, our listeners, as well, which yeah. we'll get to. Um, we'll kick it over to Anthony for his, his first movie. Yeah, so um, one of my favorite sports films is Moneyball, starring Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill. Because it was such a unique story that you didn't know about, um, especially in the baseball world, uh, that they were able to kind of like build a team, not on the best players in the league, but on an analytical system which kind of found or figured out who were the players who can get on base. Yeah. And they invested a limited budget in these guys, yeah. and they went to clinch, um, not a world title, they didn't win the World Series that year. but They, they went to the finals, though. They, they were able to clinch the American League West. Crazy. I believe, yes. Um, um, but it was, so, it was such a great movie, and they had this scene with Chris Pratt, who hits the home run um, to win the 20th consecutive game. And they play like this amazing soundtrack from uh, "This Will Destroy You." It's called the Real Grand, and it's so well shot. It's like this home run that could have like, written so well too. Sorry, written so well. And it's written Aaron so well. Sorkin. Yeah, Aaron Sorkin. This home run that this this hit that you could have heard and it, that ball could have just kept going and going into the sky. It was just it was such a captured moment. Yeah. Um, yes, Aaron Sorkin wrote it. Um, Directed by uh, Bennett Miller, who directed Foxcatcher mm-hmm. and uh, Capote, starring uh, Brad Pitt, 
Jonah Hill, Philip Seymour Hoffman when one of his last roles. Philip and, Seymour Hoffman in that and movie. And Chris Pratt and Robin Wright. Is so good. Nominated the, for six Oscars. Yeah. Never didn't win. Which is but, a, another crime because, yeah. again, one making like a movie about statistics is crazy to think about, right? Like Because yeah. it's not about the statistics. It's about everything that happens because of it, right? Those yeah. are kind of like the catalyst. Brad Pitt is trying to be the general manager of this team where they have no money compared to the Yankees and the Boston yeah. Red Sox. And it's, they need it's to, like something you didn't know about. You need to, especially if you didn't follow baseball. It's crazy because they're a smaller market team. And it's yeah. like, you need to ha- find a way to compete with these giant teams that have endless amounts of money. Um, and this is, I think, the first time that we saw Jonah Hill get serious as well. Yes, mm. this is this first was, nomination. This is first nomination, and I think this is when he realized he's like, "Hey, I could do yeah. more serious." And his roles. character was so pivotal because he's the guy who, you know, went to school at Yale and said, "Hey, I have this this analytical program that picks players based on how many times it's they get crazy. on base." Um, and how everyone doubted them as yeah. well too, right? And they went on to win like twenty consecutive games, Unreal. even though they didn't win the World Series. They proved that a system um, based on I, th- I believe they call it uh, what is it called? What's it called? Oh, I forgot the name. I know what you're talking about. It's uh, uh, Saber Metrics. Yeah, that's what it's called. A system where you know you don't need the best or the most. <clears throat> profitable players to play and the crazy thing is 2014 oh was it 2014 not 2014 i think it was it came out, little, it came out in 2011 so yeah but a couple of years later the boston red sox used the same system and won the and World won Series. And, and they crazy. still use it a lot of teams still use money ball system yeah um that jim uh that um uh, uh billy bean created Great movie. Brad Pitt is phenomenal. And I this is a movie that I rewatch a lot. I think I watch it like once a year, believe it or not. It's yeah. just it's such a, a crazy rewatchable movie. Um and yeah, Philip Seymour Hoffman as the coach trying to play a team that he has no hand in picking. Yeah. And that Brad Pitt just like, This is this is what we're doing and trying to convince all kind of the older guys in the room saying like this is the new way we're doing it. It's not going off of the scouts. We're going off of numbers. And do you know who was the cinematographer for this movie? Was it Wally? Yeah. Yeah, Wally Fister, right? Yeah, Wally Fister. Mm. Beautiful it was a really movie. Really well shot film. Beautiful movie. Yeah, I love. I absolutely love that movie. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. As well. I watched it uh, based on Daniel's recommendation um, because he's like, "Hey, man, Aaron Sorkin wrote this," and I was like, "Okay, well, I'll give it a shot." And I just remember being like, "Yeah, this is a great film. I have it on digital as well. That's how good of a movie it was." Really, really well done. It it gives you this vibe of like David Fincher, mm-hmm. Aaron Sorkin, obviously, and having Wally in there kind of throws in that Nolan effect. Mm-hmm. So it's these really great directors almost like kind of fused into one film. Yeah. And I, I just love the fact that like Brad Pitt's character, Billy Bean, is like he's a former player who kind of mm-hmm. was chosen the old school method and then he kind of dropped out of school to pursue a. Uh, a baseball career and then he got injured and it's like there's there's so many layers yeah. to this story but yeah. it just it's such a well done movie and again i'm not a i'm not like a fan of baseball per se i have nothing against it but this movie made me like just really have an appreciation for what goes on in the sport and made, this movie i really love so definitely uh that's a great one that's a great yeah. pick uh shay want to go with yours 
Yeah, I'll throw it out to a film very similar yeah. to Moneyball, and that's Space Jam. Very similar movies. Yeah, where very they, similar. instead of using analytics, they just used Michael Jordan to beat the <laughs> to beat the monsters. Uh, Space Jam is one of those films that I watch once a year, kind of like Moneyball. Yeah. Um, but no, I really do. I love Space Jam. I saw it as a child uh, in a theater underneath Square One Shopping Center. Mm-hmm. Um, no longer there. No longer there, obviously. Uh, and... I remember the beginning of this film had like a uh, had a, like a short film that played in front of it, like a Warner Brothers little yeah. Cartoon. And I was like, "Oh, what the hell is this movie? I didn't pay for this." So I like left my grandparents. I'm like, "Hey," and I talked to like the theater usher. I'm like, "Hey, you're playing the wrong movie in there." How dude. old were you? This was ninety what six? I was five years old. Yeah, <laughs> you were you were yelling at the. I wasn't really yelling. I was more like telling my you know immigrant grandparents who couldn't speak English <laughs> yeah. to go and inquire about what film is being presented yeah. that's funny uh and then uh yeah we just uh i don't know but just it's uh it's a great great movie um it's funny yeah it's just cool i mean you got amazing cast you got uh oh my god why am i blanking out now bill murray's in bill it. murray you've got wayne knight yeah. i mean you obviously got michael jordan you got bugs bunny bugs bunny lola bunny you are, know are, we, are they you got Brooklyn? larry bird <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Larry Bird in the movie. I don't want to say his name. You like got. That. I R believe Kelly. I can fly. No, he's not in the film. No, but, uh, Charles Barkley, his Muggsy voices. Bogues. You know, yeah. former Raptor. You got. Sure. This well, is a movie a that Raptor. he was. Yeah, but yeah, he, he not, didn't do not, much. Yeah, he but... didn't do much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what, other, what other basketball players in this? Uh, Charles Barkley, Patrick Ewing. Yeah, that's Patrick. right. Larry Johnson. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> it's a movie that, like, on paper, shouldn't work. Yeah, no. it's getting a sequel. <laughs> but it's getting a sequel with LeBron James. Yeah. LeBron yeah. James. And produced by Ryan Coogler. Yeah. Crazy times Malcolm. we're living It's a in. very, like, a, a cultural uh, cult yeah. film. It's like, it is a movie of the 90s. Like, everyone wanted the Space Jam. Uh, Jerseys. Tens. Sure. Yeah. Oh, the shoes. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the Michael Jordans. They, Tens um, or 11s? Jordan, they announced a new uh, kit. They're Jordan like, 11s. Yeah. Is the new like uh like Space Jam the Space Jam movies. like jerseys yeah. and everything for the new yes, movie and yes, stuff? Yes, yes, yes. But yeah. the shoes. The shoes. The shoes were the, you know, the from, truth. They had a re release, uh, what, last year, two years ago? A couple Co- of years. Yeah. yeah I remember I remember seeing yeah. a lineup like down so Young Space Street. Jam people 11s. trying to get in Foot Locker. Yeah. Um most coveted shoe because it was the one that Michael Jordan wore yeah. in that movie. Yeah. And that movie too, like, because it because it's such a product of its time, Michael Jordan 90s basketball like the yeah. looney tunes like it has that movie when i think of the word nostalgia it's like that movie is like one of the first things that i i think of also one of the best like opening songs ever come on and slam you know and welcome to the jam that was like, a big year for michael jordan because i think that was the last year he won well that's when he's uh, coming back right to, was, was the Wizards? Yeah, i think that he was came back to um uh the bulls i thought right? he came back to the bulls yeah, yeah. but he came back a couple of years before that yeah but the 96 was the last year he won yes. uh, the championship. Yeah, so it was a big year. Yeah. Which is a huge big year. Failed baseball attempt. Yes. Crazy. Like, it's so, it's so weird to think, like, he went to baseball. And, and like, I love that, that they did that passion. in the movie. Like, his passion yeah. was to play baseball. But yeah. it's, just, it's just so funny that he just you, wasn't good you never see athletes transition out of a major sport to another major sport. Right? Yeah, Bo Jackson. But, like, you don't see it that often. Yeah, you named one guy? That's yeah. it? Well, like Bo Jackson was a huge one because he was playing baseball and he was playing football during his off season with baseball. That's nuts. Like during the you know, January the yeah. the 
the October time. So he was going from he had to have a baseball game tomorrow, Kansas City or wherever he was playing, and he was playing with the Oakland Raiders. Yeah, who else played in a two two sports? Uh, Michael Jordan. Well, no, but like really <laughs> succeeded at it. Oh, Bo Jackson. Yeah, that no, was the other someone one. else. It was someone else. <laughs> Anthony hates us so yeah, much. <laughs> Good thing the episode's on sports today. Yeah. Daniel and I so, know so much about it. Uh, let's talk about hockey movies. Uh, hockey movies. I don't think you could talk about any hockey movie. And again, very much 90s nostalgia and not Jack talk Robinson. about... Was Jackie Robinson played more than two sports? One sport? Why is your voice so high? Jackie Robinson played more than one sport? Uh, yeah, according to this list that I'm pulling up right now. Yeah, but like, he was mainly known for... Jackie Robinson. Deion Sanders was a big one, too. I remember Deion Sanders. Robinson would go on to play semi-pro yeah, football. Yeah, Deion Sanders, for sure. And serve in, yeah, MLB. Because yeah. Deion, Deion Sanders played football. I think he won a championship. Oh, Bo Jackson is here as well, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Danny Ainge, I don't know who that is. Did he he's win? The current general manager of Boston Celtics, but he's also uh, he played for the Blue Jays. He played the two sports, eh? Yeah, like Deion, San- Deion Sanders won two championships uh, playing football, but he also played baseball, I believe. Yeah, but D- Danny Ainge, uh, after high school, Ainge played in the MLB for the Blue Jays, so Toronto, and then he also played for the Celtics, where he won two championships. Interesting. Oh, man, I, know, I know there's like double Olympians. Yes. I know there's Olympians that go in the Summer Olympics and the Winter Olympics. Yeah, but, like, but that doesn't count. Major athletes, major athletes. Yeah, like um, cool athletes. Another 90s nostalgia trip, Mighty, Bu- Mighty Ducks. Mighty so Ducks? Mighty Ducks. <laughs> the, the Bambi film. The Bambi movie. film. This is a remake coming out next year. No, the Mighty Ducks, which I think is getting another live action reboot well, series. I think it's getting the show again. It's getting is a it show. Not? It's yeah. getting like a live action show. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Mighty Ducks. The trilogy I love as a whole... The third one is easily the weakest of the three, but I still, I still, I love them. I love how bad it is too. Um, but I think my favorite of the entire trilogy is number two, D two. Easy, yeah. The Olympics was it? Were World well, Championships? It was the Olympics. It was like uh, it was some event though. But they're fu- they're playing against Iceland. Yeah, Iceland, yeah. Yes. And Canada somehow doesn't exist in this world. Like no, Canada's a- not playing hockey in this universe. We don't really play hockey. They you know? hated Canada in they, the nineties. They must. Oh like, yeah, the Canada was like literally. They didn't know what Canada was like, in the nineties. They thought we lived in igloos. You know, like yeah. yeah. It was like, only how do you have a hockey movie without some sort of Canadian representation? Iceland. Yeah, like. And that, like I've never heard of an Iceland hockey team. No, no, ever. Other than, other than the, the <laughs> other villains. than the villains. Yo, that guy slashing Coach Bombay when he was oh, injured. Buddy, hated that guy. So Hans, much. great guy. Though. Hans, great guy. Um, him p- always playing like the cutting my finger, bleeding, oh, sharpening the, the skates. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, always scared me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Mighty Ducks is just one of those extremely like very much up there with Space Jam for me in the sense of. There's it's such a pure '90s movie. Yeah. You watch it, you see a bunch of '90s hockey players. So a yeah. lot of the players like I grew up like watching are in this movie, and they're like super young in it because mm. they're just like rookies in it. Yeah. Um, and then you see like that literally is how the Anaheim Mighty Ducks started as a hockey team because Disney bought them and yeah. named them the Mighty Ducks. And like, it inspired. Um, whenever we end our podcast and we leave, we always go quack, 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 quack. quack. We every do. time, every we don't, time we leave the podcast—that's a Patreon exclusive part. Is a Patreon Amazon Prime exclusive? It's yeah. the Junior Goodwill Games in California. That's it. That's yeah. the, the one, one thing I always remember in in that movie is how it's set in California. Yeah, and it remind like it's just like that '90s Valley. 
you know, yeah. yeah. Saved by the Bell is it field. Set in, is it set in California like the 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 other ones? Because the first one's in Minnesota, right? Yeah, the first, one's in, yeah, the first yeah. one's in Minnesota. The second one is in California because they have that whole mall sequence. Oh, they're going through the, on the roller, dude. Uh, it's so like it's, extreme it's ro- radical. Roller, it's like it's like rollerblading. It's like California the, is the known for rollerblading. And like they're all just like, yo, what's up, radical, extreme '90s. You know what I mean? Yeah, it reminded me a lot of. Uh, I don't remember that part. You don't remember you know, that part? Which is going too extreme. But but, yeah. but that's but the '90s were so like extreme, like attitude era, and it was like it was always like extreme oh, the sports. Attitude era wrestling thing? Yeah, it's a wrestling thing. Yeah, but one was the attitude era. '90s. Yes, the late '90s. Yeah, but that's the th- like that was like the tude was. Why part did of the you 90s. do that with your hand? Like, because you can, I have to yeah, talk. You look like you're shooting it. I am shooting. He shot me last week. Remember? I shot the sheriff though. But. We're all God's children. <laughs> Say your rest your, in peace, yeah, Mister Peanut. Yeah, Anthony, what's your next movie? Oh, uh, I'm next. Yeah, Damn if it. you don't mind. Um, I'm gonna go with Raging Bull. Okay, yeah. that's my boxing. keeping it keeping it light with the '90s movies. Yes. Well, I'm it, kidding. I'm kidding. It's an '80s. Yeah, very dark, 80, sad 88? movie. Yeah, yeah, it's a dark, very 88? sad. Eighty-eight. No, 80, uh, eighty-two. I don't know. Eighty-four. I'm gonna 80. say eighty-four. I'm gonna say eighty-two. It's eighty. <laughs> we're all wrong. Yeah, we're all wrong. Um, but yes, um, Raging Bull. Robert De Niro plays Jake LaMotta in this biopic of Jake LaMotta's life, being a um, a middleweight boxer, middleweight champion boxer. Um, directed by Martin Scorsese. Um, this was their first collaboration, was it not? I believe so. Yeah. This is. Starring Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci, and Kathy Moriarty. I think Robert De Niro pulled Joe Pesci. This is Joe Pesci's really big role. No, Mean Street Store was her first one. Was it? Yeah. Okay. All shot in black and white, which was like fantastic. I always remember this film because the cinematography was amazing. And all very, in black and white. brave yeah. to make it all black and white. Yeah, like it, it was. It wasn't like old looking black and white. It was just. It black was like this. It was black and white. Yeah, um, the shots are like at the beginning of the movie. The of like boxing the, scenes, the boxing the scenes in the ring. Like, yeah, it's it's stunning movie. Very sad movie. Too. Very the very sad. The life that uh, Jake LaMotta le- yeah. lived. And there's that scene with the hit me in the face where Joe Pesci I believe is his brother is you know punching him in the face. He's like, yeah, keep punching me. Yeah, keep like don't. He's like, your face, your it's all cut up. You're gonna get like all mushy and just keep keep hitting me. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> eight Oscar noms. Um, yeah. I believe uh, Robert De Niro won for best um, best actor and best editing. Yeah, for that movie. But such a timeless film. Yeah, like you, if you haven't watched Raging Bull, you need to go watch it. It's one of those movies. Just too- the aesthetic of of watching a black and white film, but in a modern time, right? Modern like version of a black and white film. Yeah. It was so different than anything that you've seen. And I think that was really the first time like someone actually shot a black and white film during a time period where color was always yeah. the, nor- the norm. Other than like a, like maybe like a foreign film or like something yeah, like that. Yeah, but like just, man, like I, I saw, I remember sweat. There's so much sweat. And and everyone looks shiny. Because it's, especially <laughs> in black and white, like yes. the contrast is there. So like you see every bead of sweat on people's face. Yeah. Um, especially when you think about other movies that were coming out at that time, this is right when Rocky was starting to pop off as well too. Yeah. So you had very two very different boxing movies where Rocky, even though it was not it won Best Picture the year it came out, these are so different because this is very much like Scorsese does like a character study 
on the sky and I feel like too. This is when you really first started hearing about actors like doing extreme weight losses like and gains, and yes. doing method for it too, right? Like, he he gained a lot of weight. Oh yeah, and then he Play. was cut. Is like he was like De Niro was ripped in this movie too. When yes, he was in the yes. boxing, in the fighting scenes, yes. right? Yeah, not as ripped as um, Sylvester though. No, God, no, no. Sylvester is a action figure man. Yeah, he was like. <laughs> performance enhancing yeah for sure oh yeah no one's body looks like that other than steroids we should we should do an episode on best 80s bodies 80s bodies oh no or just like 80s action movies best steroids best steroids of the 1980s best use of steroids in a film down we'll do it we'll do it yes um can't wait but yeah that's uh raging bull go watch it if you're great movie fantastic great great movie you're next, Shane. Oh, I'm next? You're, oh. Up, you're up to bat. Yes. Uh, I guess I'll throw it to a boxing film as well. I mean, okay. we, we discussed this in the beginning. They we will did. all do one boxing movie. Sure. Uh, I'm going to go with Ali. You know, the Michael Mann-directed Will Smith um, film, which really was... I mean, Will Smith, this was really at this peak. I mean, this is 2001. Mm-hmm. He's, doing, he's doing a lot of these, you know blockbuster films and here comes this biopic out of nowhere that it was there's so much around it and it's so well made it's got a great cast got jamie fox you got you know john voight in it Mm -hmm. uh jeffrey wright and overall the film i just i remember watching it as a kid and i'm just loving it because will smith's performance muhammad ali was always known cassius clay was always known to be so cocky and will smith does such a good job of it he really hones in on this character and oh, yeah. goes for it and uh overall it's as, as a as a long film as it is it's still very fun to watch yeah. especially the, the boxing scenes and i think there's no one at that time like there was no actor on earth bigger than will smith in 2001 mm-hmm. and i think he was like i remember again like will smith to me was always like fresh prince of bel-air big independence willie. day big willie style big willie style millennium like he was very much like typecasted like as like Will Smith, the person, but yeah. when you saw him again do the extreme weight gain yeah. and like buffing up, he didn't look like himself. No. And it's just to this day, it's one of those performances that you go back and watch and just like, I feel like that was his like Oscar moments because mm-hmm. I don't think he's ever had a performance since then that has been like Oscar y, no. as, yeah. as, as Oscar worthy yeah. as his performance as like it uh, was, Ali. I, when I saw it, it was, it was, it felt like it was his passion. Yes. Like this was the Definitely. role he give was it all. meant to play and and he wanted to give everything to this mm-hmm. person who was this amazing boxer yeah. and, and, and personality. Personality. Um, and it's hard to play Muhammad Ali. Like you you not only have to know how to speak and, and have the quick, quick wit that Muhammad Ali had, but you also have to box like Muhammad Ali who, who was like, <laughs> He's crazy. He's crazy. Like the guy, you can't even hit him. He was so fast. Yeah, yeah. Um, so to do all this stuff and and directed by Michael Mann, like this is the guy who brought you uh, Heat. Heat. Um, what did he do before Heat? Don't say Miami Vice because <laughs> the TV show doesn't count yet. Uh, uh, well, directed wise, he's done well know, before before Heat, before, Heat. before uh, Muhammad Ali. Sorry, before Ali, before Ali was the Insider. Yes, and yes. he also done, you know, Last of Mohicans. Yeah, another great, great film. Yeah. Collateral. Would you guys say that boxing is the most cinematic, like the the most cinematic sport you could get for a movie? 
because it's so it's so much of that it's, getting it's knocked down, getting back do. up. Because it's such a singular. It's like thing, a toss right? up with that and and actually like football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, have you ever watched? And because you mentioned Ali, uh, when we were kings, nobody no. know of it. What's yeah. what's when we were kings? When we were kings is a documentary on Muhammad Ali. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And George Foreman and their fight in. Um, in Africa, with the rumble and the rumble jungle. Rumble and the jungle, jungle and yeah. The, the chron- like the, how they chronicled the whole story of how they trained and all that. It actually won uh, Best Documentary Feature at the Academy Awards in 1996. Oh, wow. It is one of the best boxing mm. documentaries Gotta watch it, you then. can watch. Yeah, I've, uh, I've it's really fantastic. Gotta watch it. Um, but yes, boxing, I would I would say has an edge over football football would you say it's because, because it's, it's like a, a it's singular a, it's like a singular person, connection yes one versus one getting knocked that back the, on the ropes the getting crazy back thing up about again. boxing is anyone can win yeah anyone because like, it's, it's just that one punch right yeah uh, it's such a good looking sport when it's in slow motion as well too yes yeah and boxing is a hard sport to to do oh yeah like you you like anyone can throw football like sorry you you can throw football you can catch it but right. boxing it's such a it's a dance and yeah. it's like oh, yeah. it's a dance and you have no idea it's not how hard you can throw that punch it's like how fast you can move your right. legs to throw it's, that punch and you got to be thinking it's, right it's you got to like, think you got to yeah. block you got to like know so how to like yeah move and because it's 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 this dance between this other person who's doing the same thing. Yeah, and it's all like calculated. It, it's very fun to watch. It's and, and it reminds fantastic. me too a lot of like old Hollywood as well. Like kind of like that Las Vegas. Like the big guys are at the side of the ring. They're like all there. MGM Grand. You know Arena. what I mean? Like it, yeah. all, it all has hey, that. We feel don't have that you know? anymore. That's the sad part about boxing. So um, you don't get that feeling anymore. Like the nineties. Yeah. Like seventies, eighties, that big boxing. night. Like this is the fight we're watching. Yeah, the fight tonight. Watch. Because a lot of the boxers nowadays, it almost feels like they're trying to be a brand and this show. They're not trying to be a fighter. Like you look at Conor McGregor and Mayweather, for example. Mayweather, right? Yeah. He's just such a brand that it doesn't feel like oh, he's a boxer. Yeah. So was it? Was, it's a, yeah, it's a very branded um, environment now. Yeah. yeah. What was it was uh, McGregor and Mayweather that fought each other, right? Like, because yeah. mm-hmm. like McGregor made the bet with him and stuff. And, yeah. yeah, and McGregor held his own. He actually yeah. Yeah. Just he started a, doing a bunch of hammer hits on his head. Though. It's he so a, funny he to watch. A, he had a fight last week. Yeah, he did. Yes. He won in a very long time, and yeah. he he didn't look like he was. But that was U, U, UFC, though. That right? was UFC. Yeah, yeah. The only thing with like with UFC, which is great and is great fighting. Yeah. Um, boxing. If you're a boxer, you cannot. You will never win in a UFC no, fight. No, man. No. You'll lose not a hundred like because it's, it's like a dance. Whereas yeah. uh, the in UFC the orgy, is in the octagon, like, like instead, there's so many. Because the boxer only knows how to punch. Yeah, right. You, UFC, you can punch, but you can also like there's so so many holds and, and like, everything. You're gonna do as a <laughs> boxer, <monkey>. you know, <laughs> yeah. it's, you lose, yeah, it's you crazy. lose. But, but I would say boxing is a is a very hard sport too. To, to, to learn. To oh, learn. Okay. <laughs> so I have a lot of dramatic pauses. No, dramatic pauses. It was in slow motion, like that, that slow motion <laughs> yeah, punch I felt coming. Punch. Um, well, yeah, Ali. I'll finish. I'll finish the trilogy of boxing movies. Like we're lucky that we've boxing. We've had so many amazing. Like Creed, we've spoken about a bunch of times mm-hmm. on this on the show. But I'm going to go with the fighter yes. for my pick. So Great David fight. O. Russell, Mark Wahlberg, Amy Adams, Christian Bale in one of his best performances ever. Mm-hmm. This is literally him. Two years after he played Batman in The Dark Knight, 
he lost like 80 pounds or something ridiculous like that. He looked like a skeleton in this movie. And he basically was playing Mark Wahlberg's brother, uh, Dickie Eglin. And like, it's all about, it's a story of Mark Wahlberg's kind of being like this kind of boxer past his prime and trying to make a name for himself. But also his brother, Christian Bale's character was, he was known for like knocking over Sonny Linden. I'm bl- I'm blanking on his name. I think it's Sonny Liston. L- Liston, yeah. Yes. He like, like the whole thing is that he knocked him down, but really he fell. And like, it's it's such an amazing dynamic. And the, the thing that I love so much about that movie is that the story of the family, because there's not a, a bunch of boxing in the movie, but it's kind of about everything that happens outside the ring. And um, yeah. it, that's the movie that really kind of introduced me to David O. Russell as a director as well, too. Yeah. And again, like Christian Bale won the Oscar for that movie. That was his first Oscar um, and it was so well deserved. It's such a phenomenal, phenomenal movie, and it's another one that I kind of go back to and watch, uh, just because it is. It feels very rewatchable, and Mark Wahlberg's great in it, and Amy Adams is great in it. Um, it's a great really film. fun movie. I always forget Mark Wahlberg's in it because I always think of Christian. Bale. You always think Christian Bale, right? He he just stole the show because yeah. his performance in that film was a performance. Mark Wahlberg really was Mark Wahlberg in that movie. I'm Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, you know, he kind of just showed up, and I'm, and then no disrespect to Mark no. Wahlberg, like he's he was great. He was good he, in it. He, he was, was, good he was in great in that it. film, yeah. but. It's not his movie almost. It's really Christian Bale stealing the show because you love to hate Christian Bale in that film. Yeah. yeah. You're watching him like, dude. You're like, oh, don't do it, man. Don't so do it. so embarrassing. Yeah. yeah, stop that. And you feel that secondhand embarrassment. When definitely, yeah. definitely. And, you're, and you root for Mark Wahl- Wahlberg because of that. Because you're like, oh, man, just get away yeah. from your crazy family, <laughs> get man. Get out of here, man. And focus on this. But also, you're like, you're, he's caught in the middle because obviously he loves his family. Yeah. But you also want to make something for yourself and do it's so good it's it's such a good movie yeah there's a, there a good year that that was what year 2010 was? man 2010 2010 was there's an insane a, year for movies usually every five years there's some sort of like boxing or fighting movie that comes yeah. out like cinderella man and um the fighter and the warrior warrior is another movie that's fantastic tom hardy and joel edgerton fantastic. and it's Don't you, right? And Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte, yeah. Like, Nick Nolte's performance in that movie, like, dude, I cried at a scene yeah. in that movie. He's so good. And it's a, it's a, like a, it's a UFC, not a UFC, but it's like a, a mixed martial arts it's movie. It's mixed martial arts, yeah. Um, phenomenal movie as well, too. Fantastic. Yeah. Arnie, I remember, like, there's the wrestler a, that came out, remember? The wrestler. Yeah. The wrestler. Great. Go on, sorry. Was I was saying, in the, um, the warrior, there's that scene with, um, they, you know, they're, they're brothers that they have to fight each other. And his wife goes, uh, uh what's his name? Joel Egerton? Joel Egerton's wife says to him, if you don't beat him, we don't have a home. Yeah. You don't have a place to stay tonight. And can you believe, can you imagine, like, this guy's shit, a school I teacher, ha- man. I have to <laughs> win this. I have to not only beat my brother. Yeah. But I have to. Kill to, my brother. I have to because my family's not going to have a house to live yeah. in. Crazy. What Crazy. a beautiful movie. Yeah, really, really good movie. And don't let, like, the, I guess the... It being like a fighting movie puts you off. No, fighting movies are so always good. like there's some they're always great except um the one with Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, Southpaw. Oh, Southpaw. Yeah, that wasn't good. Yeah, that was South. That was nah. Nah. <laughs> nah. I was like, nah, dog. But before we get to our next round of favorite sports movies, are we doing three rounds of this total? We can What'd do three. Uh, and then, I was uh, gonna do five hundred. Five hundred. Okay, we'll, we'll do, do an honorable mention. How's that? Three we'll do and honorable, honorable, honorable mention. Yeah, let's do okay. three and honorable mention. Before we get to that, I just want to shout out some of the write-in favorite sports please, movies please that do. you beautiful listeners have sent in. Uh, Leanna says, "Kicking and screaming." Is one of, you know the Will oh, Ferrell Will one? Smarrell. Yeah. Will Smarrell. Will Smarrell. 
That Wolf was uh, Wolf Bob. Yeah, was funny movie. Is that the uh, soccer dad? Soccer dad. Yeah. 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 Uh, Nicole uh, says Goon, which is another great sport, uh, oh, great hockey Sean movie. William Scott. Sean William Scott. Uh, Country Mac from Country Our Mac. Always Sunny. Isn't Ballad that directed Oscar. by? Um, Not is Jay it Bear one Shell. of the Goons directed by Jay, Jake, Bush- Jay uh, Baruchel? Baruchel is the second one he did. Second one. Yeah. yeah. But uh, he's in both of them. He's in both of them. Yeah. He yeah. plays his uh, friend or his brother. Yeah. Fun movies. Canadian films too. Yeah. Uh, Gene said, "Remember the Titans." Ooh, good film. Great Ooh. movie. Denzel is so good in Left that movie. Left side, Le- strong side. Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling Aiden plays. Uh, yeah. We're just naming. <laughs> We're just naming actors now. We just went deadly. We went Denzel Washington, yeah. Ryan Gosling, and uh, Hayden Panettiere. Yo, save the cheerleader. You know what's crazy? Hayden Panettiere was dating a boxer. Um, Klitschko, one of the Klitschko brothers, who's oh, like wow. fucking sex nine, and it's full like, circle now. Friggin', wow. I don't know if he's it's like Rise of Skywalker. Ukra- Ukra- to each other. <laughs> Ukrainian and or some Bolshevik. Interesting. No offense to any yeah. of our Eastern Bloc uh, listeners. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, yeah. All right. That, that was the uh, you know the the connection. Oh. What was his name? Uh, Wood Harris is also in Remember the Titans. He was just in. Uh, what did I just see him? Oh, Creed two. And Creed, he was the mm. trainer yes. for the. Uh, he, he he took on uh, Adonis's training in number two. Yes, yeah. yes. What other writings do we have? Is that it? Oh no, that's no. We have more. We have oh. Sammy Rodan with Shaolin Soccer. Oh, good. Have you ever, Shaolin funny Soccer. Film, funny film. Uh, Jacqueline said the Sandlots. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. Dwight said the Last Boy Scout. The Last Boy Scout. Uh, Shane said Cool Runnings. Oh, great film. Great movie. A lot of you guys just picking like comedy. Sports films, yeah, because well, we like to have fun. I like to have fun movies. with sports. You know, I, all, I don't like uh, to. Have we're not fun. all watching waves every day. <laughs> <laughs> Lynn wrote in and said, "Lord of the Rings." I guess there's a lot of running in that movie and running. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a triathlon. She said. Uh, she also said, "Remember the Titans, Bring It On, Space Ooh, Jam, on. and Coach Carter." Coach Carter, love yeah. that film. I just watched Coach Carter not too long ago as well. Did you really? Yeah. And we also have another sport movie coming up this year. Wait, with the Last ben Boy Scout. The Last Boy Scout. What's? Oh, it's oh, okay. I'm reading the the plot in this one, and I'm like. A private detective's protected female witness is murdered. I'm like, oh my god. Yes. But yeah. then at the end of it, it's just uh, a crime that leads to a crooked football team owner. I'm like, oh, that's the sports connection. We have, uh, which looks like Russian. Uh, I had a write-in from a Russian listener. Oh, nice. Um, but I'll be honest, I didn't get a chance to translate mm, it. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. <laughs> so I will try and work on translating this, and then we'll shout it out on the next episode. All right. Or you could just use Google Translate. But I, I don't know how to type these characters, though. That's the thing. But you can, if you go into Google Translate, you can actually have Google Translate like scan, scan the image, scan the image and the text. Okay, I'll work on that, All and right. then I'll let you guys do your next. You know, Daniel, right now He's he just, doesn't know about the Russians. Yeah, he doesn't know. Dude, they're taking over. You need Anyways, to understand. Okay, Daniel sucks. What's your movie? But that's not a sports movie, though. Yes, it does. It's, it was a it was a PVPV soccer. There was film. Michael Jordan was also. It in was it. an Olympic. That's an Olympic sport. sport yeah. Where all these Daniels showed up, yeah. and whichever one sucked, is the most. Got an award. Interesting. And interesting. Daniel, and all they had to do was just show our Daniel freaking won that award. He's been winning twenty six <laughs> years in a row. Right? I'm undefeated. Yeah, but this I'm Olympic undefeated. sport is every year for some reason. <laughs> Not every four years. They do it every year. Uh, Anthony, what do you got? Um, <clears throat> I'm so I'm gonna go with cars now. What? Oh, oh, I cars. Thought, Pixar cars. Yeah. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I'm going into, really? no, sorry. I'm not going with cars, the Pixar cars. I'm going oh. into the uh, sport Formula environment racing. of racing oh, and cars. Okay. 
So, Rush. <laughs> Rush. Ah. Rush, directed by Ron Howard, starring uh, Daniel Bruhl and... Um, Chris uh, Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth. And they it's kind of like a biopic yeah. of the 1971 Formula Grand Prix. Nicky Lauda. Uh, yes, Nicky Lauda and uh, James Hunt. And their battle between each other. Uh, that year was, was a very it, crazy year because... Both of them were trying to win the championship. Mm. Nikki Lauda just literally walked into F1 and started racing. Had no um, racing kind of history, history with him. He's, he had money he, to get into. Yes, it, right? he was like a Swiss. Like he, his dad was a Swiss banker, but he just wanted to drive. Um, and his dad's like, "What are you doing with your life? And he, go, go, like you, you come from a family of bankers. So go do that." He's like, "No, I want to do this." And he went to um, Ferrari, I believe, and, you know, built the car. And, you know, when you are a race car driver, you're not just driving a car. You have to understand how cars are made and you have to have understand how like a, a Formula One car turns. And it has to be literally an extension of your body. And, you know, Nicky Lauda made that. Well, James Hunt, um, he came from some sort of racing background and. Great performance too by Chris Hemsworth in this. Yes, right because you don't you don't really expect because this is his first really big movie, of like aside from Thor. Yes, that you really saw him in, and then he came in and he was just he did a really good he's job. So good in this yeah. movie. Um, and you probably remember the scene with at the end in the in Japan. Oh yeah, um, I, I thought did... you were going to say when they were vacuuming his lung. Oh, after no. the after the accident, and I was like, oh, not that scene, please. No, it's the rain scene in Japan. Um, which was so well shot. It's beautiful. It's like if you're if you're a Formula One um, fan, fan, it's it's a great film. But yeah, that was Very my nice. um, and the score is done by Hans Zimmer. So that's true. Hans Zimmer in any friggin' sport Zim film Zimmer. is amazing. I think this was his first sport themed no, movie. It was Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, like, uh, I don't know what else to say about Rush, but go watch it. It's a Ron Howard film, which is, it's strange that it is, this is a Ron Howard film. Yeah, it doesn't feel like... Would Gladiator technically be his first sports film? Because if you think about it... No, I don't consider, I don't consider that a sports film. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I tried. Because Gladiator wasn't based on, like, any, like, real people and, and... Oh, so that movie should be based on real people? Is that, so, is that what it is now? I knew what I was saying. Yeah, like, shit. He's, he's going to say it. Like, wow, you're so specific about this now. Damn, I didn't realize. Um, yeah, I, I, for some reason, I'm trying to upload this picture to get it translated. It's not working. And now you have Russian spies all over. I think so, man. I just opened you up. You fell for our trap. Eh? We wanted you to upload that image Damn. to get caught. Damn. The Kremlin so now, is after me now. Daniel's number one on the hit list. I'm the hit list for the Kremlin Dude, right you're, now. You're Why is there a red dot on your head? <laughs> um, yeah, so I think for my final one, uh, I'm going to say a, a baseball one. Ooh. And I'm going to say again, stupid 90s comedy rookie of the year you ever see have you ever seen rookie of the year Anthony? yes i have watched. so rookie of the year is about a kid who sucks at baseball yes he's hopeless yes huge cubs fan though yes huge chicago cub fans single mom raising him dad's not there and he basically breaks his arm 
playing baseball. And when that cast, when he, his arm heals, he's basically able to throw the fastest baseball ever. That is just like ridiculous. How fast (laughs) ridiculous. Just like without even trying. And he basically gets taken on by the Chicago (laughs) Cubs to play baseball. It doesn't make sense. Which it does not. <laughs> it's so dumb. It's so silly. It's such a silly but concept. I, like it's such a great. As a kid watching that, it's like wow. It's like you just you just like that's like the ultimate dream when you're a kid. Because like when you're a kid, like I don't as an adult, I don't dream of playing like for the Leafs or playing on a sports team. But when you're a kid, that's the ultimate goal. So if you're if you get that opportunity as a kid, and you kind of see him trying to like deal with being on a professional sports team and yeah. traveling and Gary Busey is in and he plays kind of like the elder pitcher who's kind of lost the magic, you know. Yeah. Daniel Stern is in it as well too. Um it's a really it's a really like fun movie and it's just one of those movies that I always remember growing up on Family Channel. It's it was always on. It's, it's a fantastic film. It's yeah. a great movie. It's a fantastic movie. It's, it's like Sandlot and Angels in the Outfield. It's up there with all those. And like Man. the fact that like Henry Roland Gardner was his name, but like uh, like the coach of the team kept like calling him the wrong name, and it was just such like it was such a funny reoccurring like joke throughout it. Yeah, um, yeah, it was just yeah, it's, it's one of my favorite sport movies growing up, and yeah, it just it's a classic movie, classic movie. And that's all I got for you guys. Over that, um, you know who did the music for Cool Runnings? Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer. Yeah. So that's crazy film, but I mean, it's not based. I mean, it's not. I guess it is kind of based on. Real, real people, yeah, yeah. There's a Canadian connection to it, I guess. Yeah, John Candy, John. John oh well, it Don takes C. place during the um, Calgary. Calgary, Calgary, Calgary Olympics, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll give it to Bandit Like Beckham. Yeah, I love that film. I watched it a lot growing up. Um, really funny film. Keira Knightley, uh, John, then Rice Myers and Perminder. Oh my forgetting her name now but she also did i think er or yes, yes some yes. other shows as she well. was in um permitter nagra that's it what year what, was what did uh, we watch recently 2002 or two? Oh my god wow. so she was like 16 at this time uh, wow. or 17 i think well Kira knightley um and it's just it's a funny film it's it's i mean I, this was like the height also of you know david beckham he was huge yep so films yep. made on people like that it's they're always going to be big and I don't know. I really enjoyed it. I watched it a lot growing up. Yeah, I feel I watched it a lot in school. Oh, really? Yeah, we watched it a lot in school. It was just one of like it was just really? one of those movies that. They How many just, times did you watch it in school? I would say like in the course of elementary school, probably like three times. Interesting. And That's then in an high school, I watched film it like one. To watch. Yeah. Yeah. It's just three it's times just, in school. There's just like those weird movies that like teachers like rain, just rainy have, days or something like that. You know what I mean? Like they just have in their back, like the, in the back pocket, just in case. Like, hey, I don't feel like teaching today. Mm-hmm. Let me pop in a movie. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know those. Yeah. 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 Interesting. It's funny how that but happens. Ben like you know? Beckham. Wow. Ben like yeah, Beckham. Yeah. I think I did it maybe once in school. Like if I was I a teacher, right. I wouldn't have that film. You know, like, well, you'd, have, you'd have like the young Poe probably. Kids. And like Step Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> no, I would have like the Matrix. Yeah, which is a great film to watch for kids. Yeah, yeah. I watched the Matrix in uh, philosophy class. I actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched it in school too. Yeah, eh? that and Paid Forward. That was paid a dumb, forward, dumb eh? movie. Dies at the end. Spoiler. If right. anyone's ever seen it. Yeah, I'm really scared to type in any more Russian websites on my phone to translate this image. <laughs> yeah, so why is it? Yeah, why is there a lot of lines of code a, going in your thermal screen? Event <laughs> yeah, on let's my do phone. our honorable mentions, guys. Honorable, honorable mentions. mentions. Oh wow, I'll go first. Yeah, throw them all out. Uh, Mr. Baseball with Tom Selleck. Yeah, very very good. It's like a American baseball player who has to go to Japan and. 
play baseball in Japan, which is it's just funny and it's just in Japanese culture baseball is like the biggest thing. It's huge. It's huge. Massive. Uh, but I always remember Massive. it and it's very like eighties I think it takes place in the nineties. Uh, and Tom Selleck does an amazing job. Um, the replacements with Keanu Reeves. Um, what was that line you said last episode? Oh, uh, chicks dig scars, but glory lasts forever. That's yeah. from Keanu Reeves in the replacements. That's a comedy. Gene Hackman's in it. Um, I forgot. Orlando Jones is also in it, I believe. Oh yeah, from uh, That's a Raven. Or are you thinking Orlando Bloom? No, Orlando, Orlando Jones. Yeah, because he's the black dude. A, the black yeah from That's a Raven. Yeah. yeah, is he in That's a Raven? Yeah. Oh, I don't. I've never watched That's a Raven, so I. Oh, I, you seem confused as if you have watched That's a Raven. Uh, no. Wait, Orlando. I Jones. thought. Or, I thought. I thought That's a Raven was. You a know what? It's not. It's not. That's the. I'm thinking the wrong. Person. He's a guy from Matt TV. Orlando something though. It's Orlando something. Yeah. Let's find out. Um. Yes, the replacements is about a bunch of football players who are Orlando Brown. That's the one. Orlando Brown. Sorry. Yeah. Orlando so, Jones is somebody else. It's hopefully it's the guy. I'm. You are. You are. Yeah. You're thinking the right person. Um. The replacements is a story about football players who are kind of like not. They're just pulled off the streets to replace real football players during a football strike. And it's just all these different cultures and all these different people playing football um, and just how they connected. Yeah. Keanu Reeves fantastic in it. Uh, Tin Cup with yep. Kevin, uh, Kevin Costner. And the reason yeah. why I chose Tin Cup is because every time I would watch a VHS uh, Tin Cup would be one of the trailers for Always. it. Always. Always. Like, like, the watched, trailers repeated so much on I media, watched like, Tin like, Cup trailers forever and I then I started watching the movie. Didn't Sorry. think it was going to be what it was about. Like, no. the poster and everything else. I was it's, like, a, oh. it's a romantic comedy, definitely. Yeah. Right. But um, Kevin Costner, Rene Russo, and Don Johnson. Yes. Uh, Don Kevin Costner plays a... Um, golfer, right? A golfer prodigy who just decides, eh, I don't want to do it anymore. I just yeah. want to... Yeah. Qualify for the US Open. Yeah. yeah. Piece of poo. <laughs> um Field of Dreams. The Great one, big yeah. big one. And oh, what's the other baseball movie? I with um Charlie Sheen. Oh my god. Oh can't I I had it in my head and then Is it for the love of baseball? No, I'm just kidding. No. It is um Major League. Major League. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, Major yeah. League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who else is in it? It was the other guy. Uh, big dude. Major League is... Um, Charlie Sheen. Tom Berner? Yeah, that's his yeah. name. Great Dennis story Abert. about Cleveland Indians. and Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes is in it. It's fun. Fun comedy. Yeah. Those yeah, are my honorable mentions. Yeah. Nice. Um, I've only got really two honorable mentions. I'm going to throw it out to Hardball, which is with Keanu Reeves and yeah. Diane Keaton. Yep. Uh, Diane Lane, sorry, Diane Lane. Diane Lane, my yeah. Apologies. yeah. And um, it's a movie, I don't know why, but I rented it from Blockbuster as a kid because I saw Keanu Reeves on it and I just watched The Matrix. I was like, oh, I got to check this out. Um, and I loved it. It's a, it's, it's very much like an adult version of the Mighty Ducks, where you know he has to teach these kids because he has to, right? Uh, and he has to coach these kids, but because he's a gambling addict, that's why. And then they go on to, and it's at like, and it has young Michael B. Jordan in it. Yeah, you know, and these kids live in rough neighborhoods, live in the projects, so you know they're getting shot at a lot. And the film is very enjoyable, very funny, and also very real. But uh, I really liked it growing up, and I, I've watched it a lot as well. Uh, and I'll throw it out to Dodgeball. 
Yeah, Dodgeball was going to be one of mine as well. You know, Ben Stiller and Vince Vince Vaughn. And it's so funny. That movie's really, really funny. It's it's one of those comedies that uh, I think it a lot of comedies kind of fall out of time you know what i mean mm. like where it's like you'll watch something like oh that doesn't age so well but like dodgeball is still a movie i watched it like last year yeah and like i was still laughing at it it's still like it still hit its marks you it's recognize still... different jokes in it when you watch oh it again, definitely you know and um my god well, i remember his name uh vince vaughn bull move cotton oh uh, uh not patrick bateman no jason bateman, jason bateman. <laughs> that's it <laughs> yeah you know just hilarious good yeah. good funny film really good movie yeah uh um, yeah I'm going to throw it out to, obviously, like, we've spoken about a lot of movies, even, like, earlier with Creed and Jerry Maguire and stuff, but uh, I really like 42 with yeah. Chadwick Boseman. That was kind of my introduction to Chadwick Boseman as well, too. Like, he's playing Jackie Robinson. Um, what else do we got here? Yeah, you said Dodgeball. Nicole was talking about Goon, which is a great one as well, too. Oh, man. Like, I feel like we've covered... We've covered them all. We've pretty much covered all the big ones. Um, Invincible. I have, like, this weird memory. of I saw Invincible at a drive-in. It's another Mark Wahlberg. Interesting. Do you, have you ever seen Invincible? That's the one with in the Always Sunny they reference. Always Sunny is, like, the gang gets Invincible. Yeah. Where it's basically, like, again, goes- open tryouts that this guy goes and he tries out for the uh, Philadelphia, Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles, yeah. And he gets it, and it's it's, it's a true story. It's a true story. Yeah. It's it's a Disney movie. It's on Disney Plus. Yes, it is. Um, but yeah, it's. I remember watching it at a drive-in, and I'm like, wow, I, I actually really enjoyed it. And yeah, it was a good movie. Nice. I'm going to throw it out very, to that very one. Cool. Yeah, very cool. That was a fun episode. Yeah, man, that was really fun. Um, again, if we miss any sport movies that you love, let us know this time with com slash talk. Yes. Uh, this is the movie podcast. We are here every single week with a brand new episode talking about everything going on in the world of movies. Uh, next week, as we said earlier in the show, is our Oscar prediction episode. So make sure you send in your Oscar predictions to thistimewith.com slash Oscars. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit different. Vote for your best picture. Let us know why. And then we will go through. So basically, the next week's scenario is our topic of the show is we're going to go through each category, vote who you think we're going to win, and then we'll see who wins uh the week after that. Yeah. So and then we'll yell at each other. For a we'll yell at each other. We'll, we'll definitely see. disagree on things and yell. We'll disagree and yell. And then we'll see how it all works out the following week. Yeah. Um. So again, please, if you're enjoying what we're doing here in the movie podcast, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to the show. Write in. Drop a five star if you like what we're doing. Uh, we love doing this every week. And that's about it for this show. That was this time with the movie podcast. <laughs> we'll see you next. <laughs>